welcome to Beers This Roundtable. Uh, I'm your host, Bradley Slater, here with... Uh, Are you? Yeah. Okay. Here with Zach, and in, in Joseph's spot is Bobby. Hey, what's uh, up, guys? Joseph can Hello. join us tonight. Uh, he's got a new dog. Uh, and then uh, uh, Scott. As, uh, professional uh, podcasting beer reviewer. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, what's up? <laughs> hey, hey, you have to share that penny we made with like all of us. What? Well, because like you know, you call yourself a professional like beer podcaster. I mean, I have a catchphrase. I don't know if you guys want to come up with your own catchphrase. I mean, I've already got a catchphrase. I mean, like it's a catchphrase I stole off of like you know the meme that was popular (laughs) when we started this thing. But I guess that is true. Yeah, you have the closing catchphrase. Wait, if we all had catchphrases, what would they be? Um, I think mine would probably just be like, "Hey, man." (laughs) It's probably honestly. I mean, for a while, yours was put a foot in. Zach's Zach's is definitely uh, don't work too hard. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> when do when do I say? Uh, you say that every time. Like we're if we're somewhere and we're like we're like just like talking don't to somebody. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll be like you know heading out. Be like, all right, man. Well, hey, don't work too hard. Uh, that is true. <laughs> oh no 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 no! It was uh, what's it called? Yeah, try not to work too hard. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Wow, you know that actually sounds like a really dick thing to say, and I hope people don't think that I. I'm like, like that sounds like it's a condescending it, it, thing. Well, hey, don't work too hard. You it's fucking like slacker. You're, you're walking into the bar and you're like, hey, working hard or hardly working, you know? Wow, <laughs> that, I'm that a real piece of, of shit. <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to start thinking of a new catchphrase. Um, uh, put your back into it. Sounds even worse. Is that even worse? I don't. I don't know. We're gonna have to keep working on it. Yes. Hey, Bobby, can you pass me a cold one? Oh yeah. Uh, So okay. (laughs) I was gonna be stupid and hand you my cup, you know, but I'm not gonna do that. All right. Tell us about what we're drinking tonight. So today we're starting out with um, barrel aged Shiner. Like, how crazy is that? That that's Shiner right there. Well, I mean, it's not exactly like it's it's not Shiner Bach to to be clear. Uh, so basically, this is this is a barrel aged Marzen style ale. So Marzen style is what you would normally get for like your Oktoberfest. That's the, the traditional style for an Oktoberfest beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they did is they took that, they made it a whole lot stronger. This is eleven percent ABV, nice uh, and That's stronger than me, and put it into some uh, Balcones uh, casks, nice. which is uh, a, a Texas distillery. They're in Waco, I think. Maybe that sounds right. I'll, I'll fact check it real quick. Okay. So that is the same brewery, though, that uh, Shinerbach is made from. Yeah, this is Spetzel Brewery, which is uh, most people know Shiner as Shiner, the Shiner Brewery, but it's actually Spetzel Brewery. Yeah. Um, the, the true German name. Shiner is the name of the city. Spetzel is the name of the brewery. Exactly. Every drop of Shiner is brewed in Shiner, Texas. Beautiful. What did you say the uh, distillery was again? Balcones. B-A-L-C-O-N-E-S. I gotta get some leverage on this. Yes, they are from Waco, Texas. That's interesting. Okay, so they had the problem that we had when we tried doing corks like this. I gotta get a uh, wine opener. Do you really? <laughs> I'll do it. I can break it. Hey, use use our cap hey, launcher uh, on it. Zach, pick up the bottle and tell me which number bottle that is. That's gonna be bottle number one three six. Yeah. So this is yeah. Is, isn't that cool? We we have a a numbered bottle of beer. For this cast, huh. I'm feeling pretty special. I'm feeling yeah. pretty special getting to uh, getting to partake in this. Uh... I mean, Shiner's really been stepping up their game as far as like trying out new things. You know, I, I I noticed that the other day when I was in Winco, like I hadn't realized that they had so many other stuff other Ooh. than Shiner Bach. 
Ooh. Like so many yeah. other labels of beer. And that's that's more like okay, so like Shiner did for as far as macrobreweries, they always had kind of a wider repertoire. Like, you know, they were able to fill an entire six pack with six different beers, which is a lot more than a lot of like because Shiner is still kind of considered a macrobrewery. And that's a lot more than a lot that any other macrobrewery can say. But in like the past like I'd say two years They've been expanding it even more and been doing a whole lot more like one-off things. You can go all the way. I mean, as far north as I've seen it, it's I, I've I've seen it as far north as St. Louis. I'm sure it goes even farther than that. And as far east as, well, I don't know. I haven't been that far east, but it is located. You can find it in New Orleans, you know, in the right bars and stuff like that. And it is still just as popular. And uh, I I think that it's it's awesome that they do that. One of my favorites that they did recently, I think, was the Dunkelweizen. You remember whenever I had that. It was yeah. it, it translated to uh, brown wheat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like Dunkelweizen is kind of like a dark wheat beer. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones, and that was really like a big deal whenever that came out because we were like, oh my gosh, this is this is actually pretty fancy. You know, it came in a, a bomber, I believe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. How much are we filling on this? We'll just kind of like pass Eyeball. it around, and we'll we'll figure out how much is left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had the what was it the uh, all day right? There are like oh, day, the day, day quencher, IPA, yeah. the day quencher. Yeah, the day quencher is fantastic, yeah. I had, dude. I had, all day IPA is founders. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I was getting that confused with the day tripper, which I think is uh, someone else. <laughs> is it the blue can with like the bright orange sun on it that you were thinking of? Day tripper. I don't remember who it's by, but I know that's another. Period. Oh wait, that's uh, Austin Eastsiders. Yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I had the. Uh, which one did we decide it was? Uh, day Day Quincher. Yeah, Day Quincher and oh, their session ale. Yeah, that that was really good. Like, um, like there's I said, I had there's a tiny tiny bit. Uh, I had no idea that they had made so many different types of beer, and uh, it was a surprise to have something that wasn't a uh, Bach, I guess. Or is that the correct terminology? Yeah, they're they're like they're they're like uh, what what's the term for it their flagship beer is flagship mm, beer is, is a it's a bach a traditional bock. german bach which they do very well i oh, hate yeah. that beer oh yeah you, you what i hate that beer you don't like shiner bach <laughs> no it's terrible i'm joking i'm playing really <laughs> any of their german inspired <laughs> beers are i mean are, are really perfect i i feel like in in my opinion that's what they specialize in the marzen yeah. you know no, the, the hef do they do a hefeweizen i believe that they do mm, no no, I don't think so. I think they, hold on, I think, they do I the Dunkelweizen. I want to say they I mean, do. One second. I mean, either way, the thing is that all those German styles, the Dunkelweizen is the one that stands out. I mean, strongest in my head. Uh-huh. Um, whenever I think about some of their uh, more craft brews, so to speak, and, like and even their Brewers Pride, I believe, is yeah. a is a. Uh, God, I'm gonna have to fact check that. I one. think they've got a couple of different. Brewer's Pride, maybe. I could be wrong about that one. Oh, they do have a Hefeweizen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was wrong. Okay. Um, no, but their, their Holiday wrong. Cheer, which is probably their second most prolific beer. Yeah. Uh, what that, is that? That is a Dunkelweizen as well. Really? But, like, the difference with that one is that they throw in... They put peach in there. Peaches and pecans. Yeah. And that, that was that was an interesting yeah. thing to have in there. To, to, like, really solidify it as a Texas Dunkelweizen. Yeah. Ooh. One of our two staple points. Really? I, I don't know about peaches. I didn't know that we grew peaches. Well, well, I mean, isn't there, pecans. like... There's that other beer that they also have where it's the... Uh, the Ruby Redbird? That, Ruby no, Redbird no, no. Is, 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 is definitely an interesting... I don't know what that it's one the is. One, it's the one where it's they use... fruit beer. They use the one. They use like strawberries that were made that were grow, grown in Poteet, Texas, 
It's a it's a strawberry beer. Oh yeah, I know which one you're because it's a white and red label. Yeah, in there. yeah. No, it's they really think good. I know what you're it's talking. It's their springtime, summertime. Yeah, that one. one's really good. But too. then they've also got White Wing, which is a Belgian wit beer. That one is actually one of my favorites for sure. That was the one that actually really got me on to hey. Shiner because I like the Bach, but I always felt like that it was sometimes. I don't want to be, you know, dogged on this too hard, but I always thought it was like a little too heavy if I started drinking too much of them. Understand? But I can pound back White Wing, no problem, especially if you dress it properly too, because you can dress it actually pretty well with an orange slice, very similar oh, to yeah. how you would dress it with a, uh, with like a Blue Moon. And that's um, that's kind of like traditional for a wit beer. Blue yeah. Moon, Blue Moon's also a wit beer, right? Um, right. And like you know, if you're tr- if you're brewing a traditional wit beer, what you're also doing is throwing in some orange zest, yeah, to to the actual beer itself, and a little bit of a coriander uh i think we've done before uh um so yeah it's pretty standard to you know add in some orange citrus in there and it's a wonderful uh addition i feel like to add in there but i mean their dedication to the german stylings and the flair that they put onto there i feel is is really impressive and no matter if you want to consider them a macro brewery if they start getting to the point where you see them in every store across the united states maybe even outside of the united states They'll still always get to keep that nice craft beer title, I feel like, in my opinion, because of the fact that they do try so many different things. I don't see Bud Light and Budweiser trying any kind of flavorful. I mean, you got, what's it called? You got Miller doing Miller Fortune for higher ABV, but I mean, like, in regards to flavor and stylings. Like, here's the thing is, is like, you're not going to find Shiner in a lot of the craft focused places uh-huh. especially around here around town here right but to me they're always going to hold a special place just like as a very texas kind of staple right um and it was like also like two years ago they ran like i felt like they ran one of the best ad campaigns of a brewery that i'd seen uh i don't remember if it like you remember it was their, the prohibition one where they, it's they like, did like a prohibition one where they're like oh like like did shiner brew during the prohibition and like they have like the brewery president up there, and he is mm-hmm. like, Shiner wasn't allowed to brew during the prohibition, legally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I I think that we really should all try and make a trip out there together. Shiner, I Texas, definitely I do. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that today too, because Worst Fest starts tomorrow in New oh, Braunfels, really? which you know, I mean, a huge huge fan I, of that. Was that the one we went to? It was. It was the one that we went to where we got the pitcher of beer and stuff like yeah. that too. It was nice, that was nice. a fantastic time too. But I mean, you know, especially this time of year, whenever it is getting close to that fall time, you know, the Oktoberfest. Um, you 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 really appreciate those kinds of stylings a little bit more as we enter into the winter months, and I I definitely feel that that would be a, a really cool trip to go do. Or if you any of our listeners are based out towards Southern Texas <laughs> and they feel like going and checking it out and letting us know, yeah, we would definitely uh, like to hear. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to like our our actual topics for today. Do we want to do uh, video games or beer first? Let's do video games first. We've just been on a beer kick already. Yeah. So. Okay, we'll come back to it. Um, Man, fuck Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we wanted, yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about the Smash Direct that came up, and also kind of about like you know, oh, what game have you been playing? You know, what, what 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 have you been feeling lately? It's been a very very hot month in regards to gaming. I definitely would like to talk about Red Dead Redemption Two and what seems to can, be the falling and faltering. Non spoiler. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I've only I've only gotten to about thirty five percent on the game, so I'm, I'm still pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty early on in the game, but I, the thing is, is that, you know, we also have Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. We have, um, Hey, you Pikachu coming soon. Um, we have, what's it called? Uh, 
You mean Let's Go Pikachu? Let's Go Pikachu, yes. Fallout Pikachu. Hey, Pikachu came out a like a while ago. ago. Man, <laughs> I, I just picked it up at hey, the, the store, 90s man. Hey, cold. They want their N64 <laughs> game back. No, <laughs> like, their shitty microphone back. So, I think it's just Zach and I who have Red Dead at yes. the moment. Right, yeah. I, ha- I took it upon myself to try and 100% Origin, which uh-huh. I did. At, which, I don't know if I told you guys, but two of the achievements for the first DLC were glitched. Yeah. So the first time I went through the DLC, I didn't get them. Yeah. So I had to to do New Game Plus and replay up and... I I like got to the point where you get the Hidden Blade, which then allowed me to go and do the DLC. Went and re-beat the first DLC, and I got all the trophies nice. that way. I remember playing through Origins, and I remember... That was one of the first times in like an open world game where I saw one part of the open world game besides like you know um, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. where like you could go and just like you know oh like hey check this check this area out and there's something cool there and you go do it and it's like, all right well, cool I mean yeah it, it is I mean oddly enough uh, it came out on the same day as the Mario game yeah um, Odyssey Odyssey yeah right and so like. Like, what's crazy is, like, that, I guess, last year mm-hmm. as a whole for, like, adventure style or yeah. open world adventure games just, like, got redefined. Yeah, and I remember playing I remember playing uh, through Odyssey, which I actually recently beat, I think, like, a month ago. Mm-hmm. And that's another one of those games where I go out of my way to go find something in the wilderness. Because, I mean, it's rewarding because you get, like, you know, the moons or whatever, the power moons. But, I mean, in... There's a, I guess, one little thing. Of the, have you done the uh, the part of Origins where like you just go out in the desert and you see the hallucinations? Mm-hmm. That part, I thought it was really cool. Like you just go out in the desert and then it's during the day and after some time passes, like you you start seeing hallucinations. I think there's like six different types. Of yeah, hallucinations. and I all of them, some of them are kind of creepy. Like a lie, some of them I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah, but then some of them are really really cool. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna stand here for a while. I see how many I can see right now. But yeah, and so like, that that's my excuse why I haven't got. Yeah, I understand. And then, yeah, and then the same day, Castlevania on netflix dropped oh my season God. two they dropped the symphony night rondo of blood uh-huh. and so if, i am obligated to go in and, and i just last night beat the regular side of the castle yeah 100 oh i did one save where i beat it without the glasses because there's a trophy associated uh-huh. to just killing uh, Richter Belmont. Yeah. And then I did it with the glasses, got another trophy, and then now I'm in the inverted castle. Nice. Yeah. Nice. If, you, if you haven't played through, uh, I'm not going to say Rondo of Blood because actually that's the one Castlevania game I've never beaten besides like that fighting one on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, don't play, I mean, not, not, I'm not going to say don't play Rondo of Blood. I'm just going to say when you get to stage four, uh, be prepared to die a lot like I did because I, I just for some reason can never beat death. But I haven't played the game in a long time either. But, if you haven't played through Symphony of the Night, definitely do that because it's great, fantastic it's game. It's great and it's quick. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It's a pretty quick game if you know where you're going. But if you don't know where you're going, then uh, I mean, I had to look some stuff. Yeah, up, for stuff. sure. But uh, I guess, yeah. Back to Red Dead Two. Um, Zach and I, are, I guess, some people in our friend group who have recently got it. I, uh, uh, I, uh, I, I, I made sure to hop on at at 12 a.m. as soon as the game. It was oh, yeah. 11 a.m. our time whenever the game unlocked. Yeah. Actually. Um, Red because Dead Redemption California. Two. Well, or yeah, it's like usually or somewhere in that time period. Actually, that they release no, it. it's Eastern. It's Eastern time oh, because oh, okay. it's uh, it's based off of Eastern U.S. time. Wait, do you yeah. mean 11 p.m.? So, 
Yeah, 11, yeah, it was 11 p.m. Okay, I was like, 11 a.m.? Yeah. What the hell? No, no, oh. I stayed up late on Thursday night to, to go ahead and go ahead and play it. Um, one of the interesting things about Red Dead Redemption 2, if I'm not mistaken, you might have to fact check me on this, mm-hmm. but I believe it's been in development since 2012. Yeah, yeah um, that's right. So it has been wow. in development for about six years. Um, an and, outrageous... And keep in mind, this is Rockstar's first this generation game. Yeah, so uh, GTA, GTA 5 came out on PS3. Brad was actually there the night whenever GTA 3 came Because I'm a huge GTA fan as well. GTA 5, I'm sorry. Whenever GTA 5 came out, uh, we stood in line at a Best Buy just to pick it up. Because, you know, at the time, it was on PS3. And, you know, your hard drives didn't have very much space. So you had to get physical games. So mm-hmm. that game has been re-released three times okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um the online has been in constant build their most recent release on gta 5 was the nightclub and the mechanics of that game have evolved so much and i will say for free okay yeah so what they did is because they kept all of the dlc basically free um they had this opportunity to grow and learn as they continue to develop this new game uh red dead redemption 2 and as the game dropped, it was everything that I could have hoped it would be. Now, there's one major complaint was that it was boring, okay? I'm going to go ahead and say that it is a little bit slower, but we're not talking about fast-paced city life. We're talking about old-school spaghetti western um, story stylings. If you've mm-hmm. watched, say, like True Grit, yeah. it does echo a lot in, in, in that game right there. There's yeah. a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of... Uh, build up for it and i want to go ahead and make something clear too this is a prequel to red dead redemption 2 and kind of outside of the realm of red dead revolver the very first game in the series um so you can play it at any point and you're not going to miss out on anything really um i didn't see very much foreshadowing but within the first i think week or so it broke the record for the highest but or for the highest earning entertainment piece of entertainment in the world yeah, for that weekend. For that weekend, the high—that's movies, that's music, that's video games. Yeah, it was they like broke five hundred and thirty-seven million all Damn. records or something like that. Or was it fifty-three point seven? I'm not sure. That's yeah, crazy. It's still under GTA Five. Though, yeah, over I mean, overall, like it's like not the. For, it's like for a weekend for a like weekend release. Weekend. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. GTA Five came out on a Tuesday. Right. Correct. So yeah. I think GTA Five what made like a billion dollars within its first week or something like that. It was like something something ridiculous. It it, like, it's still it's, making money, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like I mean, uh, it's on the it's on the chart like the monthly charts. It's still on the monthly charts. Like yeah. top, I still top, play yeah. it actually regularly. I have been playing it religiously. I've got it on PS3, PS4, and PC. I bought it. I have two copies actually on PS4. One oh. for my one PS4, the other one for mine. So me and uh, Carla can play together sometimes on GTA Online. I played it on your PS3, then I played it on my Xbox 360, and then now I have it on PC. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's fantastic <laughs> every time, man. I mean, it yeah. really, really is. Um, I can see that being the case with Red Dead Redemption so two. is that the same engine as GTA Five? Um, no, no, it is I a different one. A so the engine in GTA Five was a little bit more. Um, the world was more persistent, I would say, because the thing is that you had three characters that you could swap to. Okay, right. Um, what they swapped out to was a system and an engine 
that um, still had a lot of the same mechanics that you found in GTA V, but added in an extra level that involved um, survival elements. So you have to keep your health up by eating. You have to keep your stamina up by uh, different means as well. You have to watch your um, weight, too. Your what? You have to watch your weight. You have to watch your weight. Yeah, you can like, be underweight that, and is overweight. That, is that real? Yeah, yeah no, like you, if in the game, like there's your, you have something for your weight where if you're too heavy, you get more health. Like you get more health, but you have lower stamina. And if you're too like light, you have more stamina but did less you, health. Does your character get fat? Yeah, and skinny. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, the beard grows as the in days go by uh-huh. in real time, and you can have different beard lengths. I gotta as you get this it. fucking game. Yeah, dude, yeah it's it's, it's wild. wild. And your also, horse has the same thing as well. And you have, you have to, yeah, yeah, you have you to, have wash, to wash yourself, yourself and your but like, horse. Because, explain how washing okay, yourself so, works. Wait, wait, can, can, can you do keto in this I'll, game? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. So in this in this game, one thing that they have for that was like, you know, miles above last Red Dead Redemption was like how you do hunting and tracking. Mm-hmm. You do this little kind of Assassin's Creed-like eagle eye thing, and like you have to, you can track animals that way. But one thing that you can see as well is that you have a smell to yourself. So if you haven't like gone in water for a long time or something like that, your smell your smells like 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 larger, and you, there is stuff you can like put on your body to make your smell go away. So that if you're trying to track an animal or if you there's like you know bears nearby, they won't come after you or something like that. Hmm. So uh, one thing I will branch off on real quick was when when I first uh, when the game first came out, I did go on Metacritic and I did look, and you know the you had like the user and like the normal critic review, and the critic review was all is always like much higher than the than the uh, user score most of the time. Yeah. So all I mean, I'm, it's like nine tens across the board. And I was like, okay, it's gonna be a good game probably. And then some some of the user score, the user score was I think for it averaged out on across the Xbox One and the PS4 to be like a seven point six. I was like, I wonder what that is. And like a lot of people had rated it zero because they just said it was just GTA with with horses. And that was like, <laughs> but is that a bad thing? It, it, it's not it, really it a bad is, thing. It is in its own weird yeah. way because of the fact that. You have you have a lot of the similar mechanics, and it is still the robbing elements. So uh, heists were imported basically from GTA Five yeah. for the game. So, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay, so but, it's hard to imagine. Oh, the same developer. I, I yeah. feel like if I'm playing it's a, a cops and robbers game, I want fucking heists. Yeah. So you can rob a train <laughs> at any time, and what's great is that it's no longer setting up. Uh, a heist so you no longer have to do these missions to mm-hmm. set it up and there's no formal you can go rob a train whenever you feel like that sounds awesome there's like, a that, guy that i, I mean, saw like online if, if i want to live a cowboy lifestyle yeah, yeah. like i want to be able to go i mean people, do a heist. here's another thing too is that it's a create it, you get this create your own adventure vibe so as you ride along and stuff like that too you will encounter these random events and as you go through oh yeah first off you you guys already know if you turn off the radar and you turn off your heads-up display, NPCs will change their dialogue to better give you directions to different areas. So you can play the entire game without having the radar up, yeah, it's which is like super cool. While you're helping out, say a woman is stranded out in the middle of a road or something like that, for whatever reason, you can mm-hmm. pick her up or give her some money or give her some food, and then that could be the end of the exchange. Or you can give her a ride into town and take it even further. And then after that, too, while you're riding into town, you can choose to, you know, listen to her story and, you know, everything else like that. And she might tell you about a house that has a lot of money in it. And then you can go find the house and then you can antagonize the dude and figure out, you know, a little bit more about him and kind of chain together this kind of like robbing spree all from one random event while you're riding over to something else. Uh And it's 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 got a lot of depth to it. One of the great things about it was that you don't quite necessarily know what's going on. It's a very open-ended game. The, the best mm-hmm. analogy for it is um, 
Breath of the Wild, but with cowboys because yeah. <laughs> I will you don't really too. know what you're doing. You don't really know like, what's going on. You just explore. Like one and one thing, one like the biggest one of the like he was saying, one of the biggest complaints was that the game is slow. And I think the reason why they did that is because they really wanted you to take in like your atmosphere, like what's going on in the environment of the game itself. Because the game is beautiful. Like when you first turn on the game, after you've already played it, yeah. Um, I think it's after a certain point, actually. Like your character, it'll just bring up a, a screen or bring up like the like you know load the game into your character either be like sleeping or like just watch like just looking off in the distance. And there's no HUD, there's nothing there. It's just them. And I was like. So oh, I like I was like, oh, cool! This is like a picture almost, and it's, it's beautiful. It's like awesome. You see like deer running by and stuff like that, or birds flying. But I was like, this is really, really like you know, really, scenic. really, yeah, very scenic, like impressive, like you know, picture here. It's like, yeah. All right, cool, I'm gonna play now. But it's also like whenever you're riding your horse in the game, I think that's like the most boring part. Sometimes is riding your horse because you can't do the the stamina trick you could do in mm-hmm. the original Red Redemption, which you do is you tap A three times and you hold A down for two seconds. So when you're holding it to eight on for your two seconds, the stamina for the horse built like like resets. So you just have infinite stamina, but your horse maintains its speed. You know you can't do that in this game. This that game sounds like, like a debug thing. But, that was in, in. <laughs> in, the, in the game, though, if you uh, there's a lot of and this is my one complaint with the game. I don't know a lot about the tips and tricks. So one of the tips that I will say, and this isn't necessarily a spoiler, um, you can upgrade your camp. Okay, uh-huh. if you upgrade this one guy's tent, God, I fucking hate and that. And then you. And it has nothing to do with your own character. You upgrade this one guy's tent, then you can upgrade your own tent, and then add this one specific feature onto your tent that then allows you to fast travel from your camp. It in no way, shape, or form tells you how to do that. It didn't tell me how to really wash my horse, so my horse was constantly dirty and like how. losing this this stamina so and stuff like eat. that. Okay, so you got to keep your okay, horse. So let me tell you all the maintenance you have to do for this fucking game. You have, to, keep, you have to watch your weight. You have to keep yourself clean. There is stuff. There is elements with with your the horse. Camp. You have it's it's basically a second character yeah. to maintain. Your your horse has permadeath, so if and you, that's what's scary. And too. that's what sucks because it's like you build a bond. But I mean, with your can't horse. you can't you just like if your horse dies, can't you just get another horse? You can, but but man, there's a bond for, with your horse. Okay, so the the further literally a bond. Yeah, there's just the further you, Do you increase have to your mourn bond, your, her, your horse if it dies. You don't have to. There's a horse survivor, but game. there's an option. To you. <laughs> See, you have to press F first. Bat. Yeah, so <laughs> you have to plug in your keyboard and your PlayStation. What console has F? Plug in every, your keyboard into your console and then press F, and then you can continue the every, game. Plug in a third-party controller that has press F, the G, G, yeah. Q, every, and Z on it. Every horse in the game, uh, depending on, like, there's different breeds, and, like, they do different things. So, they have now, different handling. Have, you, have y'all traded with anybody that has Blue Dead Redemption to get all 150 horses? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> your horse has a bond, and when you further increase that bond... <laughs> When you further increase that bond, you're able to do different things like rear your horse or have it stay or follow you. Or horse you, drifting. Yeah, or you, you can literally drift your horse in the game. It's awesome. But if your horse – there's just an option to use a horse reviver. They do have that, but it's like 10 bucks in the game, which is yeah. a lot back – it's not really that much. But if you have 10 bucks, you can get a horse reviver. But if your horse ever dies in the game, it's permanent unless you use a horse reviver. And it's actually really sad in the parts whenever he this dies. Is like a horse survivor, like a voodoo person? Well, it's it's like a shot that you give yeah, him. Yeah, it's but, like uh, an adrenaline shot. He's like, get up, girl! <laughs> you stab him with it. So, the game so is you, super you detailed, like, uh, though. You do, like, like, you feel sad. Up, uh, what is that? Um, oh, uh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. 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 God, yeah. No, I, seriously, that's yeah. what it is. And it's 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 really... Horse adrenaline. It's it's, no, it's so realistic, though, watching this, this, this virtual creature, like, squirm around, and it's like, wow, this horse is literally, like... 
saved my ass because of how far I was able to call him whenever I'm getting chased down by these bandits. And I was able to hop on and ride off of my horse because I had such a great bond with him. He didn't get spooked by the gunshots as easily. Yeah. Like, it was really ridiculous, like, how many mechanics go into the game. And that brings me to my one complaint. The reason why I haven't played it all that much this week is literally because the game is so advanced that I can't play the game unless I am, like, ready for some serious responsibility. Yeah, like, that's one thing. Okay. Like, yeah, so for I would say, like, honestly, the first – I'm going to go out and from my experience so far – thank you, Scott. Um, like he was saying, the first – like, I want to be honest here. I am trying so hard to be honest. The first, like, 15 missions of the game that are story-related – and I don't think I'm that far into it. I don't think I've done like seven story missions. But from oh, what dude. I've seen, the first like 15 missions, I think, are just basically tutorial missions. And like they basically it's in teach this you, one area. Yeah, and they basically teach you how the game works. Like there's one area. Does it, does it feel like tutorial or does it? It doesn't like, feel like tutorial. No. Like it just says like, hey, by the way, you can do this. You can do that. There's like a couple funny things you there. You can't tell what's a story yeah. mission and what's a side mission. That's how. So you're saying they actually incorporate the story into the tutorial. Yeah, it's really good how <laughs> yeah, they do it. Yeah, you want to think of it that way. It's really good how they do it. to progress what the tutorial yeah, is in the game. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And it's really, it's really <laughs> fantastic. But besides that. I don't want to. I don't think we can really go any further without like, like, like Yeah, I will like, say it. pick it up because the thing is, is that so online won't be out till they said beta testing in November. Yeah, um, it's so, free though. So if you don't have, the, I don't. You don't need. I don't think you need a copy of the game, do you? Uh, I think you do. I thought you did, but I mean, it, the thing is, is that no matter what, I will say GTA Five took three months. I want to say for online to initially come out. Um, which is fine. They postponed the release of Red Dead Redemption as well, just to make sure that they had gotten some of the bugs worked out. Now, the game is essentially bug-free. Like, there's no game-breaking bugs. I'll say that. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of really terrifying bugs where, like, you know, oh, you baby. kill, like, a... You kill, like, a cow or a horse or something like that, and you walk up to the body, and the body explodes into, like, 100 dead horses that just <laughs> Oh, appear. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. But, um, you know, the thing is is that whenever that comes out, I really feel that that's also going to drive the game that much more because um, because it is so open-ended and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, it's You're not going to have to wait for a heist mission system to be implemented because the mission systems aren't necessarily required for a lot of the tasks that you may want to do as a cowboy. Like if you want to rob somebody's homestead or if you want to take down a train or go after a bank, you don't necessarily have to do that. Now you had that in GTA where you could go rob, you know, like a convenience store. You walk and you point the gun at the guy and he starts, you know, loading up the bag and stuff like that. And it was super simple. But now with Red Dead, you're going to be able to go through and do planning, you know, go grab mm-hmm. yourself, you know, like a, a kerosene wagon and pull it in front of the train and stuff like that. Or, and, you know, scare everybody, you know, scare the train driver into stopping, and, yeah. you know, or whatever. I, or you can, like, the one thing, I, like, before we branch off into something else, like, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I really, really, really like about the game is that I feel like in most open world games, it's really difficult to just, like, kind of interact with people. Like on the fly, I guess like the only game that really had that kind of initially did that was Witcher, like Witcher three or mm-hmm. even two, where it's like if you walk by someone, you can press A on them and they will say like a line or something, and that was it. And then with key characters, you can actually have a conversation with them. But in this game, if you walk by anyone in the game, and like I guess actually most animals as well, actually all animals, you can hold on the left trigger and you can like get their attention by by either talking to them or calling them out or something like that, or you can rob anyone you want in the game just by walking up to them. 
Yeah, like, and it's, like, I thought it was really, really cool how they did that. Like, you can pet dogs in the game. Oh, yeah. Or you they can actually have horse. different breeds. Like, yeah. there's a Border Collie. There's, you know, I, I've only how discovered many... the Border Collie, but there's different breeds that you can, like, analyze. Have stuff. you seen any differences in the plants that you've harvested? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you seen any similarities? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're all that different. was one thing I heard was, like, almost every plant you harvest is, like, different in some weird yeah way. it's yeah different. man it, it is very interesting but, I, uh, I do want to say the last big feature that they added in and i don't exactly know how this is going to work out necessarily but it, as i said earlier it's an open-ended game it has a choose your own adventure kind of vibe to it um the game itself has a, a paragon uh rogue um system to it which is yeah, another sure. big thing and i don't think a lot of people know uh what it's for yet i haven't been able to figure it out yet but I can tell it's going to have a really big play in how the story goes oh, yeah, for sure. and really how people view you. And I will see, I I'm guessing we will see that return in the, uh, in the online as well. But okay. So we've been playing red dead and what about Brad? yeah, we spent, know, we, we spent a whole ton of time. I'm sorry. About it's, red dead. it's that good. And you've been playing. No, Castlevania I, I completely understand Origins. that. What We're trying to sell you, Brad. <laughs> I've been playing dark souls, <laughs> dark souls for like oh, the, the, the first yes. time. Well, yes, not the first time. He's joined us. He's joined the Soul Yeah, school. like I finally like decided this was going to be like my like 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 really serious attempt at Dark Souls. And you hate it, right? No, I'm I'm enjoying it. Good. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I know you like it. I think like, most people like Dark Souls. Like, <clears throat> I started out with like like knowing all, like because I've I've tempted the game a couple times. Yeah. But even still, I was like I, I feel like I was going into this game knowing nothing about it, mm-hmm. which is how I like it. Yeah. Um. And so I started out. Like I asked you guys, I was like, "Oh, what class should I play?" When I was like trying to like pick, yeah, a I was class. like, "Pyromancer, you better do it." <laughs> but like, like I was like, "Okay, I don't really want to wait on anybody." So I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do a warrior." But like, um, I don't know. I didn't feel like I was getting very far with it. Uh, and, like I chose for my my first gift. I chose like the the gift that was like you know oh like you know heal yourself with this. No, I was uh, okay. So it gives you like three vials of whatever the hell that thing is. Yeah. And I was like trying to figure out the controls and this like the the jail cell where you start the game. Yeah. I hit the use item button three times and wasted my gift. <laughs> I would just start the game over Jeez, right there. It's <laughs> like I was like, I oh will, my god. I will I will tell you from the get go, <laughs> the best gift that I think you can get from start that I guess would really help you is either the key or key is really helpful. The key is really opinion. helpful. I think the key is like the most helpful, but I, if you want to kill enemies and just get like a firebomb or something, get I cuz it's like the black pin or not the black pin, the little pendant is for lore. I'm not right. going to tell you what that's for. Yeah. You won't ever really figure that out unless you go digging. So I don't like, remember what gift I ended up getting the second time through when I restarted the game as a pyromancer. But Oh yeah, man. Well, but see, <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm of two minds just because I feel like magic, especially in Dark Souls 1 is just completely overpowered. It is completely overpowered. I agree <laughs> so, with that 100%. Like, well, like I didn't do the key because, like, when I was reading like uh, like a beginner's guide to Dark Souls, yeah. and I was like, "Is like don't do like the key is nice because you can unlock a bunch of doors and like you know get through like certain areas, but like on your first playthrough, it'll like kind of take away from it because you know you don't. I guess you don't get like the full complete entire there, experience. Yeah. Okay, so first playthrough, there was like three areas that I never visited, and it wasn't because of the key, which uh-huh. is because I just never went there. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like I didn't know the areas existed until like my second or third playthrough, and I was just like. This is kind of weird, but I like it. And then Dark Souls 2, same thing happened. Dark Souls 3, I just went, I went fucking everywhere in Dark Souls 3. I don't care. <laughs> but, but, uh, I yeah. have not played the Dark Souls games yet. I mean, like, so. you um, played Bloodborne? I played Bloodborne, yeah, that's it. But 
So you picked Pyromancer. Where are you at right now in the game? Uh, so I beat that Tauros demon that yeah. I was talking oh, about. Oh, God. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, Did you? The, 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 when, when I first started as a warrior, I, I tried several times with it, and I couldn't I couldn't beat it. Yeah. But then when I went back as the Pyromancer, maybe I was just smarter that time. But the first time I met that boss, I, I beat him. Yeah. And then, like, um, I got to the bridge where, like, the dragon was. I didn't. I haven't tried going across that bridge yet because the dragon freaks me out. Hey, <laughs> good. You want a hint? You want a hint? Like you a sure? serious hint? Sure. Okay. Sprint. Just sprint toward it. No, I'm not, no, I'm not joking. No, I'm not joking. It's a goddamn no, 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 no. No, no, no. The, the first, the first. Okay, if you if you're loading back. Okay, if you're loading back from that one bonfire. <laughs> yeah. That is. Where the area we walk out, and then there's two guys. I this is kind of see what you do. Is you no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. This is how much I remember this game. All right. So when you walk out. There's a guy right here of that bonfire. There's, there's a guy right here, and then there's two down here, right? And, and there's like across, a, there's like a guy the with bridge, the crossbow. Yeah, there's two guys. Like you know, there's a guy throwing like the the, the fire bombs up here, and then there's three guys in that room. Yeah, that okay. area. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After you go from that way, uh-huh. and you get back to the bridge, and like like Solaris behind you, right? Right. Sprint towards the dragon and stick to the right hand side. And right where it goes on the right hand side, there's stairs. Just go right down the stairs, and the fire will miss you. Okay. Okay. Don't go back up. Go around. Okay. Yeah. Go yeah. Go around, and then there's a ladder. That ladder will take you back to that original bonfire. And then, so it's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. Okay. There you go. That's all I'm gonna give you. Know, and then you buy a bunch of arrows and you shoot no, 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 the no, no, tank. No, 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 no. Wait, I might have. I don't know. I guess I'll have to try what you just said because I might have already done that. If you've already done that, there's a way where you can cheese your way, kind of cheese your way past, I want to say. But he's a pyromancer, so he doesn't have enough dexterity. That's to true. Wield. But he can, he can, he can farm. It'll take a little bit, it'll take a little bit, but he can do it. Like, yeah, I'm probably but, at the point where I maybe need to grind. I, I, but, I went down to the graveyard where those skeletons were. No, no, really, no, no. Were, <laughs> don't. Okay, no, no. I, I, I ran past him enough that I picked up a really strong sword, but I can't wield it yet. Hey, hey. Hey, that is one of the worst areas in the game for early people. <laughs> Don't ever do that. Okay, so if you get to that point, if there's a, there's something you can do, yeah, that that deals with the dragon. I'm not yeah. gonna explain it. Just, okay, it deals with the dragon's tail. All right, <laughs> all right. If you're able to do something with the tail, the dragon's tail, uh huh. You gotta then, tickle it. Then you get something. <laughs> you get you get an item. You get you can look this up too. That's it's honestly not a big secret. Like a lot of people do this. It lets it lets you it will let you cheese your way past the next like. Three bosses, and then when you get the Sin's Fortress, like use different weapon. It's not even worth it at that point. <laughs> All right, but uh, so, yeah. it's a good game. Beyond that, uh, like last night, I was like, I want a really relaxing game, so I started over on Golf Story. But yeah, there you go. Nice. 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 Yeah, beyond that. Okay. Well, I, so, I think I heard that they were making another game. Oh, I, I really like them as a developer. Just like the entirety of Golf Story was just a really fun, charming game. I love the humor in the game. I love the game style. I loved the art style. I loved just everything about the game. So mm-hmm. I'll be excited to see anything. But yeah, I think I heard they were working on something new. So. Well, that's exciting. Okay, so before we move on to our, to our next topic, let's move on to our next beer. So, because we had this Imperial Marzen, I was like, okay, let's compare it to a regular Oktoberfest because that's, you know, what it would be. I could not find a single Oktoberfest at this time of the year. Yeah, I was too. Like the last week of October, I would think that I could still find Oktoberfest. Could not find it anywhere. We have Worst Fest starting here in the next day. What fest? Worst Fest. Worst. Oh, worst, worst fest—the one that uh, uh, Scott, Jacob, and I went to a couple years back. I'm um, sorry, I, I, was, I thought about it for a second. I got that confused with the other fest we have here. So, yeah. The, what is that apple stuff we drink? Uh, apple fine? <laughs> no. What? Apple cider. Apple cider. cider. Watzel fest. 
Wassel Fest. Yes, okay. that's yeah. yeah, that'll be that'll be the Christmas tree yeah, lighting. I was getting, laugh yeah, no, I was, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna be out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, real quick before we leave the gaming thing, though, real, I I, I just want to say, uh, 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 RuneScape a, is uh, now on mobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think that we should mobile. all get on RuneScape. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. It. So as a consolation for not being able to find Oktoberfest, I got this punkle from uh, Lakewood Brewing. We decided. Would you call me? We decided to release our inner base. and uh, So, yeah, pumpkin spice flavored beer. Pumpkin spice. I'm a little and, concerned. And we're using a, uh, what is this called? These are called cat booms. Cat booms. So far, they're like supposed to launch the cat. Okay. Up into the air. Oh, look, you got it to work. Okay. Ow. <laughs> Damn it. No, like put it really underneath it. Like It is really underneath it. Back on it. There. There you go. It hit you in the face. <laughs> All right, oh, your beer's going out. Ah, <laughs> Where's the napkin? <laughs> there we go. Oh, no. It's on your trackpad. Don't lose the trackpad. <laughs> it's okay. EBR, you ruined that. Computer. Well, I mean, actually, it's probably a good thing. Like, the trackpads on this generation aren't real. So ah. <laughs> no, Nothing's real anymore. Yeah, that's the one where it's like you click and it's not a real click. If, if, if you, Yeah, if you turn the computer off, the trackpad doesn't click. So. It's kind of nice. I've what got that hell? on my work laptop. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hey, what? It's, hey, it's hey, black magic. Laptop. The MacBooks have a, 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 what's it called? Like a 3D touch. So if you hard press on it, too, it has like a third yeah, you'll click get, function. Yeah, you'll get like a, like a deeper click. It's really cool. That's the laptop, so we got to work. That's racist. It, it would be cool if anything used it. Uh, I use it for dictionary. If there's words that I don't understand online, it makes me seem smarter. Um, but yeah, I guess being the pseudo topic master, Bobby, you, you good? Is this is it, is is my so like circle side and then go to the other side. So you go down here and then move your finger and then it's gonna go up oh. here and oh. then and then hold put it on the table and then pop. So make sure that this side is underneath it as well. There you go. Yeah, you're good. You're and directed away from electronics. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that will that will hurt you. There? Yeah, and then now. Yeah, then just like, yeah, smack the other side. I don't want to. I'm scared. Yeah, do it. No, harder <laughs> than that. Oh, my God. Come on. Bobby, the strongest I'm guy not, on the oh couch. My God. I can't reach this way. <laughs> I, Come on, I, man. Okay, I'm honestly scared I'm going to smack this and the bottle's just going to, like, pop uh, off. That's what we think, too. Fist it. There you go. Opa. <laughs> um, so being the... the I'm uh, telling you, he's going to try that and it's going to shatter. <laughs> being the uh, pseudo-topic master of this one, uh, I wanted to ask you guys... Ask you guys oh, God. Um, <laughs> there was so much foam in this. <laughs> I want to kind of go around and talk about maybe, I guess, the differences between um, brewery tap rooms and uh, brew pubs, and then also maybe your favorite of the two if you've been to both types. Sounds good. Well, let's let's go ahead and start. What is a brewery tap room and what is a brew pub? Let's go ahead and explain well, that. Well, a brewery tap room is like Armadillo Aleworks, where it's both the brewery and the and the place where they brew the beer, and it's where you can get their beer from the brewery. Exactly, and yeah. then the tap house is you know fucking normal as so, far. Well, I mean, no. okay, so you kind of get it right. So like you know, tap room, tap room is basically attached. I was just, I was just bullshitting. <laughs> uh, you were you were actually you're about close. to get you were pretty close. You, no, like, no. For, for like the first part of it, you were right, and then you started bullshitting. <laughs> so, hey man, that's that's just who I am. He man. started bullying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like you know, a tap room is attached onto a brewery. Um, so a straight up brewery where all they do is brew the beer. Then you got a tap room, which is basically like to showcase the beer that they're brewing. And, um, and, and I would say, is it's in Texas, it um, 
actually wasn't legal for a long time because I know that. Um, well, I mean, it was legal, but it was. Well, okay, I'll tell you this: when Austin Eastsiders, or I'm sorry, not Austin Eastsiders, um, uh, Austin Beerworks started, they couldn't have a tap room. Oh okay, um, yeah, maybe maybe it's changed. Like you know, uh, it, enough well, recently. it was fairly recent because uh, my dad, I went with him to uh, um, Austin Beerworks. And um, he still had coins from when they would give you a tour. Yeah, because like you would that get was coins, and the coins would let you get some beer. Like, because that was what <laughs> basically what a tap room would be is like. Um, me, Joseph, uh, and his brother Alan Michael, one time went to RAR back before, like you know, brew pubs and like even like more traditional tap rooms were like you know I guess more widespread and more legal. Mm-hmm. And like you know what it was is like okay, you're gonna buy a glass for ten dollars. And we will give you three free free beers. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it was. Like you know, they had their 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 tap system set up and stuff, but it wasn't like you know a traditional tap room where you just walk up and buy a beer. But then after that, tap rooms I think became a little bit more legal, where you can go to a brewery that has a tap room, and at the brewery you can pay to you know get a beer, which is basically what we have at Armadillo Ale Works. And then I think even a little bit more recently than that is when brew pubs started becoming a new classification. But to be classified as a brew pub, I think you uh, have to serve food in some regard. Um, and the dif- difference with a brew pub is that you can actually take beer to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get like a growler filled and you know walk out of there. So and we all know of a of a tap room. Yeah, it's I've a pretty it's a, a pretty easy pub. example of that. But could you give us an example of what a brew pub might be? In Denton County Texas? Brewing Company is a brew pub. Oh, I've never been. They don't serve. Food though it's food trucks. Pizza. They got they got that food truck, which I think classifies them enough. I'm 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 almost positive. I could be wrong on this, but I'm like ninety percent positive they are classified. Dude, could you guys imagine if like some of the Fresh Street bars started like like letting you take home growlers and and they brew their own beer? Yeah, they let you take home growlers, so you can get your growlers. I mean, like Fresh Street, like like Cool Beans and stuff. Yeah, you can get growlers filled at Cool Beans, and uh, I don't know about Rips, but I know Cool Beans for sure because I have a Cool Beans growler. You can get growlers filled at West Oak Coffee Bar. You can also get them filled at a what's it called Uh, Free Play. They have a walk through uh, a growler filling. Uh, well, because they took it over from Taps and Caps that had a walk-through growler fill station. Well, and I will say, though, is that they've been doing a lot of really rare releases and just uh, – a, a shout-out to Free Play. Please please give me free entry. Um, <laughs> they uh, just won uh, Dallas Observer 2018. Midway Craft um, House is growler filling. Yeah. Right. Sorry, we, 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 we got we to we plug them. That's technically a brew pub. It's not a brew pub, no, but we're talking about growler filling. But that would be a growler bar, right? Yeah. But, but well, a, a, and they I do technically you, serve food. Yeah. You could open up some ramen and microwave it up in there. Man. <laughs> but, like, I guess, like, the. Another real example, though, of a brew pub, sorry to butt in, is uh, Barley and Board. Barley and Board is actually classified as a brew pub. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, it would be. I completely right. forgot. Yeah. They just started brewing again, too. Yeah, yeah. So. But, e- but even when they first opened up, they were classified as a brew pub. So hmm. the the interesting thing is is that you know I don't think that we see as many brew pubs as nope. much as we see tap rooms tap rooms yeah and and I think it's because tap rooms are more focused on because it's it, it's for breweries to be able to sell their beer I mean yeah. really is what it is but I will tell you one thing for whatever stupid reason with Texas legislator it's easier to get class- classified as a brew pub than it is to get classified as a full fledged brewery with a tap room. But see, I, I don't think that brew pubs are allowed to can their or bottle their beer. Well, no, I mean, the, like a like tap room I, is not, but they're not I, allowed. No, to, I'm like, sorry, they're not allowed to sell the bottles and like cans. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. If you have a brew pub, you're you, only selling your beer through your location. So you're, you're saying, but, you, but, that's but at a brew pub, you can you can take it to go. Correct. You could take it in a growler, but like, yeah, but it's but only you draft. Can't, you can't take it in a can. Or yeah, but you like, like but you could st- like at, at a brew pub, you can still brew on premises to sell and distribute outward. Uh-huh. So uh, another brew pub is actually Brain Dead Brewing down in Dallas, ah, and yeah. they just they will distribute outward with like their kegs and stuff. They okay, won't yeah, really yeah, do yeah, like yeah. you know um, you know cans and stuff. Which the collective- that's what I was saying. Like you couldn't go down to your local grocery store and get a can of their beer, a barley and board. Uh, the collective of- brewing project is another one in Fort Worth. This is actually a brew pub, and they do bottle and sell to distributors. Really? Yes. We need to go check them out, dude. Wait, we they do. sell to distributors? Yes, like- because I've gotten them. Um, I, I've found their bottles at other places before. Hmm. Well, okay. My whole reason for bringing this up is like, I, anytime I go down to Austin, uh, Nathaniel, you guys know, and I have been trying to go to like different breweries and stuff out there. And the first one he took me to was uh, ABGB, which mm. stands for uh, Austin. Uh, Austin Bobby. Uh, wait, a, a, what'd you say? ABGB. A-B-G-B. Austin Bobby goes Bobby. <laughs> there you go. It stands for uh, Austin Beer Garden Brewing Company. No, that's not what it stands for. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a brew pub and they do not sell any cans like you can't buy any of their stuff i think it's largely up to like who it is that's running it though because like a lot of these brew pubs will just you know like do it to just serve their own location but it's crazy like they have pizza and stuff like this so yes they do have that food aspect but like like there are some really good beers there that's like man i wish i could bring this up to the boys but i can't because like, you can only get it here unless I get a growler, but a growler's not going to make it all the way up. I mean, here. if you get the, uh, well, okay. the carbonated oh, oh, one. Yeah, well, yeah. well, I mean, that's that's one option. But if you come prepared, all you got to do is get a, like, a glass growler. When it's filled, you just keep it in the fridge or in a cooler as long <laughs> as possible. You don't have to, like, as long as it's cold, a growler will stay fine for, like, Ten days, I think. Uh, ten days, but I mean, you could probably keep it for a month or so. Beer will stay carbonated when it's cold. Um, it's when you open a glass growler that you have to drink it in a day or two. I've always heard it was ten days whenever it came to growlers, generally speaking. I had a growler in our fridge, a glass one that I filled with homebrew. Um, that that lasted. I'm I'm just saying, like once it has been inside of a tap line, okay. Once it has been tapped, well, it's the same the thing here. I filled it from a keg. Well, anyways, my my my, th- I think that what they're talking about is maybe the flavor profile changes. Oh yeah, okay, like so that. that's that's definitely a real thing. This this was the grizzly green bear. I poured it out. You're six... talking about something that is heavy as hell. Well, no, 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 okay, what I'm getting at yeah, is shout out, shout out to grizzly green bear. That's the <laughs> best that goddamn beer ever tasted. What I'm getting at is I poured it out six to eight months later. I did not want to drink it because it's like you said, it's a beer that should be drank as fresh as humanly possible. Right. But Brad. when I when I poured it out at that time, six to eight months later, it was still carbonated. Yeah, for is, sure. is what I'm trying to get at. So maybe not necessarily the carbonation is lost, but the flavor profile is altered, especially for Depending beers on where the style of the fe- beer. yeah, well, I mean like a lager, you wouldn't want to keep in a clear glass jar. Yeah, for basically exactly, you yeah, know yeah. months at a time. Hey, shout out, I, I think that's a generalized rule. Shout out to Brad for making that grizzly green beer. Yeah. <laughs> An angry bear brewing. Hey, see this? But, okay. Brad, if you're watching this, man, what's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so, yeah, I, I, I guess I wanted to bring up, like, um, I've been going to Hot Fusion a lot recently. Hot Fusion, yeah. Um, which I guess, 
Oh, no. I guess I should disclose that my wife's cousin works at Hot Fusion. Um, Oh, so you're obviously shilling for them. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm not. How much are they paying for the sponsor? (laughs) I I mean, I I love the aesthetic that they have there. I mean, they're doing, like, the same events that... um, Armadillo Armadillo does, and, you know, they're just closer to my house, so it's a little bit more convenient for me. But, like, I'm going there, and I'm just... it's, It's the same thing with Armadillo, like... I'm yeah. just trying all this awesome beer, but then it sucks because if I want, to, like, I couldn't take a growler home, right? And that and that does definitely Wait. suck, and that's that's the problem with with current legislation in this state. And I'm curious as to what legislation is in other states that are a little bit more liberal, such as like Colorado, which has got mm-hmm. one of the highest concentrations of craft. This brewers. would be an excellent question is, for Matthew Slater. Is, for Matthew Slater, plug him. Is Hot Fusion a? Is it a? Uh... It, it's a brewery. Matt, well, Matt with, hey, hey, actually, room. speaking of Matt Slater, uh, he says, Yas, Hot Fusion. But Matthew, I hope you're still listening right now. I want you to tell us, at most of your Colorado breweries that I know you give tours for, I know you still give tours for them. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just walk into a Colorado brewery and get, get a growler filled? Like, Colorado? You know, is, yeah, like, is it, is it more common in Colorado to be, just be able to get a growler filled? Because we can't do it down here in Texas. Tell me, Matthew, please. He says, let me tell you. Uh-oh. He's, he's, he's going to tell oh, us. So, right. so, you know, he's, right. so, no, I so, so, what I to say before we move on. To, oh, go ahead. Is it a, is it like, do they, do they serve food there? They serve food every now and then whenever. So like, it's I like went, the food truck thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I went when we were serving barbecue from like a barbecue place out in South Oh, so I, I'm sorry. I misunderstood what you were saying. So you're saying that you can't walk in and like, you know, grab the beer in like a can and then walk out. Well, even ask for a growler to be filled. It's similar to like how Armadillo doesn't allow us oh, to do Oh, okay. Right, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Matthew says that you can just go into a Colorado brewery and get a growler and crowlers. Do you know what, what a crowler is? is? No. Crowler. Okay. So <laughs> a crawling growler. So, so carbonated a, growler. No, 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 no. Well, kind of a crowler. Uh, so with a growler, you got to have your vessel. You got to take it to the brewery. You got to get it filled. A crowler is basically a very large aluminum can. I uh-huh. knew it. Yeah, so basically like a 32-ounce can of beer that they will have, and they will fill it there at the brewery, oh. and it like it's a special system that flushes out all the CO, like flushes out all the oxygen, and it's perfectly sealed and everything uh. in there, and it's basically like taking a big giant can of beer home. And they awesome. were, they were, <laughs> yeah. So there was, there was hey a, Matt, shout out, man, thank you so much. Hey, yeah, Let me know thanks, if you know of any jobs out there, by the way, too. <laughs> but yeah, this, this, this was a big it. deal in Texas. This was a big legal fight in Texas because there were some growler bars. Uh, and maybe some breweries as well that are maybe not, I don't know. Uh, but p- places that were trying to do crowlers down here in Texas uh-huh. and the TABC came and shut them down, Cracked down and was like trying to take their cr- crowler machines away because it was, <laughs> it was labeled as Bible belt. It was labeled as packaging beer outside of a licensed facility. Yeah. Because, That's you know, basically you're putting it well, into a like, Bible Bell. Armadillo package their beer in facility. Well, that's there? different. They're, they're a brewery. But I'm talking about, like, like oh, Rowler yeah. bars. Oh, okay, to go. Okay. I see, I to see go. Yeah, yeah, see, that, that's where I got confused whenever you were saying. I was like, wait, don't they? You know what, though? Beer? The thing is, is that even though this is not available, what makes a what, what makes a tap room different, I feel like, than uh, a lot of other beers. Because here's the other problem with the tap room, okay? You can't buy beer from other sources. So unlike a actual, say, uh, a beer garden or something similar where it will have many different types of rare beers, such as like a, you could say uh, uh, Free Play, for example. Yeah. They have a lot of rare beers that haven't been tapped anywhere else, but they have them on their wall so you can get it fresh out of the keg. Um, one thing that I think a tap room that we can still really appreciate, what it has to offer is it also acts as a place for the community to kind of meet up and do stuff. 
I know for uh, Armadillo, you know, they do a lot of comedy nights. They do a lot of uh, live shows out there, which a lot of bars will do and stuff like that. But I feel like with a tap room, there's so much more dependence on reaching out to the community and getting them to come in. And one of the things I'm excited about is this next month, they're doing this uh, terrarium building event over at Armadillo. Yeah, Airways, I which see I think is that. really awesome. You know, it's not necessarily just like, you know, trivia nights and board games or just live music. Right. It's literally events that go on and happen there. And and that's what I think a tap room really has to offer, and where it really it's, shines. Yeah, it's right a way there. for it's a way for a brewery to connect with their local community. And you know what? It's a way for them to help spur a conversation and 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 and, and sharing with the community. Yeah. A lot of people w- wouldn't have met each other, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that they were out and they were up at the bar and they were ordering some of that beer too. And yeah. you can have that at a bar. You can have that at a bar for sure. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, is that they have more pressure on them to provide more incentive than just you know maybe the ten beers that they have on tap. Whereas you have you have these big giants like Eastside and Oak Street, which I still love them as well. Mm-hmm. But you know have forty something different tabs on there. Oh, I think it's more than that. I mean, oh yeah, it's if, probably close in my to opinion. Like 80. If you're going to a tap room or a um, or a brew pub, you're you're going there specifically for beer. Or like a, a a product of beer that everyone can, or everyone there can relate to because it's the only thing you can buy. Yeah, right, and, right. And you you know those 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 five or five or ten of them, and you can right. talk and communicate with people about man, their new session ale was fantastic, and yeah, you know, and, yeah. and you have those events that are a little bit more special than just you know a random place that has like another you know rare beer that's being tapped you know yeah whenever you see the brewery so excited and so passionate about their product and everybody else in there excited to try that one product you know from the source i think that that kind of helps them in regards to the fact that they don't have a very large selection yeah as to say somewhere that services many different breweries beers in it yeah like i know for a little bit like you know we were getting really excited with like armadillo's stuff like their new releases like oh yeah like we all met up for the dapper apple release oh yeah that was fantastic i I think some of us were kind of lukewarm on it but like you know it's more like we got in there we were excited like you know try something new i think we're gonna like a couple of us might try to get in there just at least to try a pour of the the bourbon barrel uh, Quaker Town Stout tomorrow, and we all really love the Watermelon, the yeah. Watermelon yeah. Plush. Yeah. yeah, I can't drink that. <laughs> I, except for Bobby. I know Bobby. Except for Bobby. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know if I said this earlier. Matthew does say that Crowlers are thirty-two ounces, uh-huh. so it's basically the same as getting like a thirty-two ounce Growler filled, but you know, it's just like a, a can. That they're yeah. gonna give you. Well, so yeah, you get that for the party, and you just exactly you yeah, I mean, fresh beer all party. I mean, like you know, and that's fantastic. A thirty-two ounce Crowler is two pints, but I mean, it's it's really for you me. could grab you know maybe a couple of them or oh, something, yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. You know what? It's perfect for a night home whenever you're sitting there and you're watching Netflix or Hulu, especially whenever King of the Hill just came back up on there, <laughs> um, and hey. being able to you know uh, clock in some hours on that. I mean, I I personally get a Growler or some Alamo beer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, Armadillo Alamo, what's the difference, right? But uh, what? <laughs> no, okay, no joke. Like, okay, so uh, I get Armadillo it works in Alamo Draft House. Kara does too. all the time. <laughs> yeah, Kara, I feel you, girl. Armadillo and Alamo Draft House, I confuse them all the time. I don't know what it is. I don't because you know the other thing is too is that I think Alamo beer like from King of the Hill, <laughs> yeah. so it adds into it. And you know the thing is is that it's it's. What do you know, What do you guys think? So we're on, since we're on the topic of beer, real quick, what do you guys think is like one of the best pastimes while you have a beer in your hand? 
I mean, that's hard. Like, I've been... Cracking it with the boys. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, like, the best one has to be, you know, crack, cracking yeah, I mean, with the boys. But, I mean, you got your, your grilling is always good. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean... I guess what I'm trying to ask is, like, what is your favorite thing to I do? I mean, this this Besides year, this. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying okay. myself here, yeah. I mean, this is my favorite. But this year, I've been watching a lot of football. So, like... What? Yes, as, football as and generic, hockey. All right. As generic yeah. as it is, I would just say, like, sports. Scott watches football? Well, I've been watching football, soccer, and hockey. Yes, <laughs> my boy, my boy. You know, okay. Brad and I were at a Stars game, courtesy of my dad, Jim Adams. Thank you so much. Hey, what's for up, Jim? How's it going, man? <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it, there's nothing better than being able to sit there and grab, you know, a, a craft brew and being able to watch a game. I mean, granted, American Airlines Center doesn't have necessarily the widest selection. Oh, yeah, we were world. drinking the, like, you know, 24-ounce cans of uh, Dos. Dos Equis. <laughs> With, oh, a, with a lime shoved into it. Hey, man. <laughs> I love my music. Which, hey, it was, oh, it was yeah, great. Sure. It, was, it was great. It was it went great with the game and all that. The thing is, is that I've always found it. And, and here's something that I will say, because uh, whenever I went to Joseph over to the, uh, to uh, 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 what what is it? Uh, the uh, the Ranger Stadium. What, what do they call it? Globe oh, Life. Yeah. So the new Globe Life Park actually has an on-site brewery. They have a couple, oh, I believe. Wow. So really? they're so I, I was actually that. wondering about that the other day, like, could you start a brewery in an actual like a uh, sports? Answer you know? is yes, and, and, and uh, it's, apparently, and, it's, and it, you know, especially with a sport that is a little bit more slower paced, like football. Now, or now, I'm not saying that football is like a slowly paced sport, like golf or anything mm-hmm. like that. But you have a lot of breaks. Same right. thing with baseball. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I completely agree. I mean, with there you. was like a seven hour baseball game the other day. So. Dude, <laughs> you know, and that's that is the thing right there. Is well, that, then you, you get. Know, you got Audacity, which managed to screw up a exclusive contract with Texas Motor Speedway. Oh yeah, dude. Hey, shout out to Audacity. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is that whenever you have a slower game like that, I completely agree with Scott. It's it's not necessarily generic. I feel like I just feel like it's a good atmosphere. It's like a good setting. It's not the main event that you do, but if you're with your guys and you're, you're sitting there and you know you're, you guys are all watching the game and chilling and stuff like that, I used to make fun of this as a kid too. Like how could it, how could adults like to do something like that? But really, whenever it comes to somebody who loves beer on top of that as well, and now that you know sporting arenas are starting to understand, oh wait, they actually like this because American Airlines Center does offer community, which is one of our local craft mm-hmm. brews as well. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the ones I need to hit. I haven't hit it yet. We need we to neither. go make a trip. We need to go to the tap room. Yeah. And um, I mean, I don't know if we've missed it yet, but Barrel Age Legion is coming up. Uh, they've got a release at their tap room with Mocha Barrel Age Legion. I'm pretty Ooh. sure they can't do this because of like, I guess legal constraints. But could you imagine if like the NFL or like I guess one of the NFL teams like started brewing their own beer? Dude, you know it's amazing that like you know something like that hasn't happened, especially with like Walmart brewing their own. That's beer. That's what I was. Well, I'm sa- I'm saying that just because like think about the NFL and think about like how much beer is like associated with just like you know the Super Bowl. Well, like all okay, you know what? You know what? It's probably hard because I think Bud Light has a very exclusive contract. With uh, the NFL. Yeah, yes. so that's what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty oh, sure, yeah. like in the contract, Bud Light was like, you can't ever brew your own beer because you're, <laughs> you're screwed. So it's, it's, it's I, mean, like I mean, it was um, it was uh, the Browns. It until they oh, won their yeah. first if, game, if they the had those Bud Light. Yeah, I yeah. told you guys about this. The yeah. the cages. Yeah, they, they had, had uh, they the, had, the locked coolers and shit. Yeah, it was like, uh, what do you call it? What the fuck is that black? It's our refrigerator. refrigerator. They had refrigerator. What the hell? <laughs> they had Cold ref- box. They had, take take Scott's beer away. <laughs> they had refrigerators that were locked until they won their first game, full of Bud Light. So yeah, they they have a pretty good huh. niche 
or what do you? No, call it? It I want to ask market. you guys a question. You know, that's, you, that's, that's torture. That's like that's just like insult to injury with the Browns. It's like oh, well they like won. You're, like you're so you're so hard up for or... a win, and then when you do win, you get Bud Light. Hey, 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 man. Uh, at like, least it wasn't Bush. <laughs> dude, okay. Well, <laughs> the that's one thing that I want to ask. Fuck Bush, dude. I got. Do you guys? I mean, hey, shout out to Bush. What's up, guys? Give us some free craft beer, anything that's not yours. Um, my Sorry. thing that I am curious about is if we're going to start seeing a change over to craft brews because it's becoming a big thing. We talk about how Blood and Honey is really the mainstream craft brew that people are really starting to enjoy. Well, see, this is actually something interesting. Uh, if, you, if you don't mind me jumping in Yeah, right go there. for it, man. Because uh, um, this is something interesting. Uh, the, 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 the bigger breweries are starting to see a very small decline. Or I want to say small. They're, they're starting to see a decline. Craft brew is on the rise. But, because young but, people enjoy craft brew. Right. So craft beer itself is on the rise. But beer overall is on decline right now. Hey, yeah. is that and because... it's, be- it's because the majority of people are also starting to mix in other drinks. I was wine, liquor. Yeah. See, uh, wine's uh, having a resurgence. This is why you always get into liquids. If you're investing in anything, invest in liquids because <laughs> even during a depression, hey. you know what people are going to buy? Liquids. Yeah. But here's here's another very liquids. real hey. another very real thing that's starting to become a big bigger problem, not very widespread yet because it's still only a few states, but marijuana is coming into play. Yeah. And beer is starting to get a little bit afraid of marijuana. Which is why Corona bought a huge market share in the pot industry. They're also talking about legalization but in like some Mexico of the, some as of the, well. Some of the really big breweries are lobbying against marijuana. Which is absolute bullshit. Yeah, so really interesting. You know what else is a liquid? The blue wave. Essential oils. Make sure you oh guys go out and vote, right? We're not going on the red tsunami. Let me, let me Either go way. ahead and, and finish up. One thing that I will say to to complete on Scott's point, we're talking about hey, fuck sporting Sam, events. Sam Adams. Whoa! What the fuck he got wrong with the Sam, Sam Adams? Uh, he's pro, uh, the owner uh, is pro Trump. All right, if we're going to oh, we're not going like, to talk about politics, <laughs> let me go like first. I'll be right back. back in the day, Samuel. <laughs> I just want to say. You know, it's going to be interesting to see these new stadiums being built. You know, like uh, Globe Life Park. The new Globe Life Park has two breweries on it. And we have a new big stadium that's basically going to be made for millennials. That is the new Arlington. Uh, the uh, MLG stuff. The MLG Major League Gaming uh, Stadium. And it's going to be interesting to see if they offer any macro breweries at all. Or maybe they might have a couple macro breweries. But the thing is that They're, as we I mean, just talked about, yeah. you know, they will have you they know a couple of macro them. Breweries. But because it is something that's aimed towards our generation, Generation, yeah, because it's and a, it's we a enjoy generation. craft beers more. Yeah, will we see a stadium for once that is more focused on? Now, I haven't been to Globe Life Park since they reopened the new one with the microbreweries. I don't even know if the microbreweries are in action yet, if they even have anything on tap. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. But either. I am curious to see with Arlington being in a strategic location and a location that is mainly focused at our generation, will we see a sports stadium? Offer something a little bit more uh, geared towards craft breweries. Yeah, that, that's that's a good question. I don't know. It kind of depends because they're like you know it's in Arlington where you've already got you know the Cowboys Stadium and the uh, Ranger Stadium, so you know they might already be kind of in competition and being right. coerced by companies and stuff to kind of you know follow suit. I suppose I haven't been to the Cowboys Stadium. Uh, it's fantastic. And well, I mean, is... I, no, I've been to it once before for like a high school game, but like I haven't been to it in very. I haven't been to it since I've been legal to drink. So they didn't have anything super special. It was only uh, you the, know, the, the Bud most... Light. Well, <laughs> Blue Moon. Okay, well, that's Blue something. Moon was okay. They had a wide range think... of 
craft brews that were mainstream. I think the last time I went to Ranger Stadium, um, the last time I remember going to the Ranger Stadium was with uh, uh, Matthew Uh and my dad. Uh, And I think Matthew and I got Shock Top. Oh, Shock Top before it became really big. Well, I mean, it was probably already still pretty big. Like, it was like Shock Top was the, I guess, like, even at the time, Shock Top was like, I'm going to uh, be craft curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a friend who's craft curious? <laughs> it's like, I want to try something a little bit different. Like, Shock Top's the Macro Brewery. Like, like Shock Top's your weird uh, intermediate between, like, macro and craft. I can agree with that. I feel like Blood and Honey takes it a little too far. Well, that's Revolver. Or Revolver, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, I, I like Blood and Honey. Bro, I like Blood okay, Honey, Okay, listen, listen. They had a corn dog freaking beer that bobby and i were looking at we were scared as hell to try it because you know revolver what blood did? revolver yeah they were the ones that did the corny dog uh beer well you know okay you remember so... we were standing at the stand and we uh, carla comes back and she goes oh. you see that corny dog beer and it was literally supposed to be sweet and taste like cornbread yeah. and stuff and the thing is that i've tried blood and honey i am not a fan i am just not a fan of it i don't i i feel <sighs> like i feel like if you were drinking one of if you, I guess specifically, um, the blood and honey. I feel like if you were drinking that at a bar, that's a beer that you would want. That is kind of still light, that just is still really heavy, because it's like what seven point nine percent or something like that. It's pretty heavy for yeah. like what it is. Yeah. So like, I feel like it's one of the beers you drink if you like. You still want something that's light and kind of like you know kind of tasty, but it's like I don't think it's like crazy good. I, it's, it's something if I had to drink it, like it I is would. important to note that uh, Revolver uh, not so long ago was bought out by Miller Coors. Yeah. Hey, shout see, out to Revolver. Okay. What's up, guys? <laughs> One thing I'll say about Coors. That Coors Banquet, I actually like that. Banquet? What is yeah. it? That was... Hey, so I hey, got, hey, Scott. Get out. No, no, no. Okay. So Coors Banquet... <laughs> I, you were telling is it really me, that bad? No, no, no. You Have you had Coors Banquet? I've not had Coors Banquet. Is, okay. is it better or worse than Miller yeah, High Life? All right, real quick. Blood and Honey is 7%. Okay. Brad, you were telling me that like Coors Banquet is like the 7.9? difference between having an American 7. light 7. lager and an uh, American lager. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, that. yeah. So yeah, it's it's just a regular lager. It's not a light lager. So it actually has flavor. Well, I do like uh, lagers. Okay, okay. It's the difference between a Bud Light and a Budweiser. What's but the difference like, between a Bud Light know, and a Bud Light? I would do a Budweiser over a Bud Light, though. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Because like, like, the thing is, is Budweiser is going to have some semblance of flavor. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I was hearing this in a podcast the other day. Like, I totally have respect for these macro breweries because they make a product that is, like, that is consistent. And it's consistent. It's, it's consistent and year-round, and you can always get it, and you know what you're going to get. But here's the other thing, is that they choose to, like, as consistent and flawless as it is, they choose to make a flavorless product. No, but see, what makes it flavorless is they basically pasteurize it, yeah, and no, which destroys all the flavor you would get from, like, any hoppiness, well, anything other, like that. The other thing that they do is, just like, with these light lagers is that, first of all, they're not hopping it nearly very much at all. Right, they're and, using, and, like, and, rice, enough, enough, and they're using, yeah, like, so like, a whole yeah. bunch of other shit. So that, the rice is basically going to give them the alcohol without any of the flavor. And then the difference, so that's Bud Light. Bud Light is a rice lager. Budweiser is a corn lager. Corn is going to do the same thing. It's going to give you the alcohol and take away flavor, but not as much flavor as rice does. Why so, does Sapporo then taste so much better? Because it's Japanese. Light? Because, okay, so well, but- just because they use rice, it doesn't mean that they're using the same ridiculous proportion of rice that Bud Light is using. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. Plus, plus, I bet Sapora has a higher ABV than. Um, I wouldn't be surprised Bud because Light. the thing is that their whiskeys are generally. I, man, we got, I think that we, we got to get a whiskey. We have on here. to do a Japanese Scotch or whiskey. Yes, on this podcast. I was literally just at the grocery store talking about that with Carla. We need to get that here on the cast because, because it's I've some of the highest they, rated in the like, world. Yeah, it is like some of the best. In All the right, world. so so we just got to go bribe somebody at uh, Hanabi and get us a growler of the the. the I mean, you could get it at Total Wine. The problem is, it's okay, just, we don't we don't have to bribe anybody. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, it's just you're paying the uh, ta- tariffs on it, yeah, so right. it's like it's an import. Yeah, okay, so, so we got to we got to figure out if Hanabi has to pay as much of a tariff. <laughs> it's basically like sixty dollars or something like that for, for a bottle of whiskey. You yeah, know, okay. I think that that should be something that we we go ahead and try to do in a in a future cast is a a, a Japanese alcohol. I mean, it's, a, it's, been... it's a little bit over ten dollars a person. So it's not terrible. Well, and the thing is, is that the Japanese are very very much so um they they enjoy alcohol a lot they're very very anti-drug whenever it came to things like marijuana and Mm. well just really any kind of vices and uh you know because of that they 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 focused so much on their craft whenever it came to brewing and since their ingredients are so much different they had to work on you know how to make a good flavored beer and other alcohols with the with a few resources that they had. I'm curious to see on how that affects the the overall profile of of, of the specific see, alcohol, like, whether it be a they, beer they or whiskey take or stuff whatever. And they 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 absolute max the perfection that they can. For it's the craftsmanship, yeah. yeah. Like and yeah. and like even just talking to like getting drunk and stuff in Japan, you could get drunk. Fall asleep outside, and no one will ever mess with you. Yeah, because it's a, it's just like, it's just it's part of the, the culture. The amount of respect in that culture is just tremendous. Like, I, I mean, it's similar to like whenever you know we, we view slurping your soup as being a bad thing here. Yeah, whenever you get drunk off of their alcohol over there, it's 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 like a compliment to the right. bartender. Yeah, like, it, it, I don't yeah. Know. it's really interesting on how that all works. And I I was just I it's it's weird. But I've been getting. It's why I bought the Sapporo today. Why would I buy a Sapporo in a camp? Well, it's. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Mm. I I just I've really been seeing a lot of posts on like Reddit and social media for some of the whiskey pages that I follow, and I honestly think it. Yeah, I I don't know what the name. I'm going to say Yakuza if I if I yes, try to pronounce it. Is it really the Yakuza? It's it's a whiskey. Yeah, Yazaki. Oh or? no no no. I thought you were talking Yakuza's about... Yakuza's the Japanese mob. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking uh, so... about the mob. I was like, yeah, that's perfect for the mob. No, anyway. no. It's, it's a, there's a whiskey. We should try to get it onto the cast. We'll, we'll do a review maybe right. here in the next uh, couple okay. episodes. All right. So we we, we got to move on a little bit. Talk yeah. about like uh, other Talk cultures. Talk about Trump. Talk about other cultures. <laughs> Let's go on to a real quick, maybe uh, 10 minutes at the most, uh, talk about another different culture. There was a very interesting thing that happened like a couple months ago. Uh, Bobby, I think you, you, you read it most recently. You want to, you want to talk yeah. about it? Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you guys are all familiar with, uh, the legend of like the lady in the, of the lake and pulling the sword out of the stone, King Arthur, you know, you become, you know, the next yeah. King of what? Scotland. Sure. Is it Scotland? Oh, well, uh, I thought it was England. England. Oh, yeah, England it's, yeah. it's of the United Kingdoms. Yeah, but I mean, the thing the, is, the is that Britain, Brit, you become King of the Brits basically. Yeah. So well, I didn't vote for you. <laughs> so. Britannia. The legend goes: if whoever pulls like this sword out of the stone, uh, you will become the next king, and that's just how the legend goes, right? So, but originally, also, uh, the lady of the lake presenting the sword. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's a really weird just thing. Go so, re- the lady go of the lake. Go read the legend. 
Lady of the Lake gave the sword to the dude, and then you know the, it got put well, into. I the, think it, did the dude like put it in the stone? Gave the sword to Merlin. To Merlin, who and then, then Merlin put, put it, it into the rock. Rock, and then yeah, we're Arthur not we're not very good at like yeah, we're know. not good at this. See, I this was is... about to tell you the damn story. Okay, I know well, the story. Oh, yeah, Zach knows the story. Okay, all right. I mean, he's, he, Look know. at this red beard. I was gonna say he's he's like probably like he's the most Zach the the Anglo-Saxon, the whitest dude you know. Yeah, so. Originally, when I when I read this story, it was on Facebook, and it was that like you know, hey, like this little girl had pulled the sword, out of, like pulled the sword out of the stone, like she actually did it, and like now technically, I she thought is... she just pulled it out of the lake. Okay, so here's the she thing: she did deep diving in a murky ass. Yeah, yeah. Lake. She so, deserves to be king. So, yeah. Yeah. so queen. yeah, so like what I what originally was the story that I saw, it was obviously just some guy just took the story and was like, I'm gonna make this legendary, and or just plain stupid. I don't know where you even look at it. He took the story Embe- and said that, the truth yeah, a little bit. He ah, said that yeah. she had actually went up and pulled the sword out of the stone, and then like now technically she is like the king or queen of you know that land or whatever. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And then I was like, I'm actually gonna do some research on this because there's one thing you should do is you should research you know research your sources of what you actually <laughs> see. And I was like, I don't know the, of this place at all or of like whatever news like you know, corroborate it with two or three sources before you believe your news yeah. story. So right. I did that, and I found out actually what actually happened is she was playing in, in some lake, in some lake with some water, or whatever. And all that happened was that she found an old, like Viking sword, super ancient, super Viking. ancient but Viking yeah, sword. They were saying like it was like several hundred years, like fifteen hundred years old. Yeah, God. we're talking about thousand plus years old. And the thing is, is that, that what's wild about that? Well, first off, she plays this game, okay. Where her and her friend would swim underwater and try to grab whatever's at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, you know, that's how bored they are over there. And I feel bad. I think we should send no, them over I some mean, game consoles That's and badass. Stuff. I would do some shit like that. Bro, I wouldn't. Dude, <laughs> no, but a murky-ass like, lake. No, no, no. no. Good, on, her, good on the kids for playing outdoors. Yeah. yeah. Her quote was like, Daddy, but in I a found a sword. God, no, no, no. Listen, she... she there is she Loch Ness. Swim- there is Nessie out there. <laughs> She swims up to the serpent and she's like, Daddy, I found a sword. Like, how badass is That's that? That's pretty badass. Yeah. I'd be so proud of my and daughter. She was 11 like years old. Like, an 11 year, girl, <laughs> year old girl swam to the bottom of the lake, found a sword, brought it up to the surface. Yeah, and that's like, like, honestly, like, just, I think, I think that it's, it's not, I don't know if it's going to a museum now or what they did with it, but like, it was a pretty significant find. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think like now, now, now she's got the pretty cool nickname of like you know Queen of Scotland. Yeah, she has a, she has a really cool nickname now, and I thought it was pretty awesome. <laughs> the Lady of the Lake. But uh, <laughs> but I think now because she found that there, they're actually going to do a little bit of digging some watery tart handing out swords is no basis for <laughs> yeah. a system of government. That's true. I've you know uh, I'm gonna disappoint all you guys. You know I've never seen any of the Monty Python movies. Okay, you've got to at oh least see. God. Never seen any of them. You've got to at least see Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's a pretty good movie. That's what like, like like like. Okay, so that's really the only one that you should see. Like no, all, fuck that. Life of Brian is pretty great. It, like, okay, so all the other ones. That's probably the worst one. Like I would one? say, I disagree. Go and watch like if you go and watch like the equivalent of Saturday Night Live, which was called Monty Python and the, and Flying, the Flying Circus. Circus. That okay. is great. That is so, that's, so uh, many all right. So as far as like being able to relate to it on an American sense of humor, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is probably the best one you can watch. But every all the other ones are like you know they're probably really funny, yeah. But they're gonna be closer to an, like an English sense of humor, which you know like to oh, some of us dry. is still like, really funny. You know, very like very ultra dry. You know, like the meme where it's like a a brain, another brain, like suit, yeah, like 
like American Brain, it's like that first one with Monty Python yeah. and Holy Grail. The one where it's like superplex, that's Monty Python and the Flying Circus. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like like English humor gets like super ridiculous and I like it, it's funny. It really is. Yeah. But like, you know, like you, you gotta get in a really certain mindset. I think to, like, my first, funny. my first encounter with English humor was Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Bean. I watched this as a kid. Man, have you seen, have you I, seen, I don't like Mr. Bean. No, I, I, I watched this as a kid. Now I was like, I thought, opinion, was, I, know. I thought this was funny. What about, what about the IT crowd? Have you seen that? Yeah. 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 That's a pretty good. That was my, that was my, like Rowan Atkinson was my first encounter with British humor. And I was like, Wait, I was like, other cultures can be funny too, because I was a kid. I didn't know. I was stupid, and like, I was like, that's awesome. All right. So yeah. So interesting story about Scottish people finding ancient swords and stuff, fulfilling the prophecy. Dude, that girl is brave as hell. Dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm so it's like hey. she, she's the real like brave. Oh yeah, she, she is. is. <laughs> hey, shout out to you, she, uh, brave it's just little that girl. She's blonde, but uh, yeah. I mean, well, maybe maybe Disney got it wrong. Uh, <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's let's go ahead and move on and start talking about the beers that we uh, drink tonight. Yes. So let's start off with um, the Spetzel Imperial Marzen. Uh, Zach, if you want to go ahead and kick us off there. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I thought that it was very, very mm. interesting. So um, aged mm. in a barrel from what was the Balcones? Yes, Balcones. Uh, a distillery, and uh, I, I honestly. Because it's a stout, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, or no, Marzen. My bad. My it's bad. an ale. It's an ale? Marzen style ale. Oh. Marzen style ale. Well, what I will say is what I was expecting, whenever I hear anything that is aged in whiskey barrels, I'm always so used to a stout, okay? Any kind of stout styling. Mm-hmm. Whenever I drank it, it was dark. It was very dark. It looked like a stout. I mean, honestly, you could have mistaken it for a stout. You take that first sip. It's crisp, it's clean, it's flavorful, but not overpowering, and I can appreciate that as a man who loves his good loggers. Um, I would honestly... Are we going to do ratings tonight, too? Yeah, just go for it. I'm going to go ahead and say a solid 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? 8 out of 10. We drink some good beers. And that's big. That is big. That Um, is very big for me. Are we going to do double up and just do both? Well, we'll do the... uh... This oh yeah, first, and first. then we'll right. go back and do the pumpkin. All right, so one of the because this thing is aged in a, a whiskey barrel, uh, one of the characters of a whiskey barrel is whatever is aged in that, whether it be whiskey or anything else, uh, it's gonna definitely take on that character characteristics of that barrel, which is like the charred flavoring, the caramel, and then like the mm-hmm. woodiness you get from it. So that definitely came out in this beer. Um, I don't know. It was like whenever you first like took a sip of it. My first initial taste was I didn't know what I was tasting at first. Like, there was something, and I was familiar with it. And then, like, halfway through the beer, I was like, oh, this is malt. It definitely had, like, a very, like, a, definitely a malty sense to it. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's beer. It's, it's great. <laughs> but the malt still stood out, but it also did balance out the other flavors as well. Um, the caramel and the, like, oaky notes were there, too, but they weren't as prominent. And I think it's because the malt was there. And then when it finished, it was very dry. Uh, overall, I really like the beer. I definitely would give this probably like, yeah, I'd probably give it a solid eight. I would drink this again, but this looks like it might be kind of expensive. So I don't know. It was like $15 for the oh, bottle. Oh, dude. Definitely worth it. Man. Definitely yeah, worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you if you for sure if you guys uh, you know are I mean there, Shiner's pretty new to the barrel age game, so they're not like you know sitting there trying to charge twenty five thirty dollars yeah. for their for a uh, bottle that size for like their barrel age stuff. Like Do you know how my God, I, I give it an eight out of ten. And uh, I will say they 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 definitely seem like they know the game. Yeah, Brad, do you know how many of these were made? 
Uh, I'm not sure. And actually, one thing real quick as well. It's like whenever I think of a beer, I guess there's a definite, definite like distinction between what you think a beer tastes like whenever before you've ever had a beer versus how you think a beer should taste depending on the styling after you've had it. And I will say that this is an ale, and it did have the characteristics of, it, of the ale, but it still had the characteristics Actually, of... Actually, it's supposed to be a lager. It says ale, though. Okay. Oh, right. Marzen-style ale. Okay, so Marzen is traditionally a lager, so that's interesting. They they did this They did this as an ale. Okay. That's weird, huh? Yeah, because Oktoberfest is a lager style. Man, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> there is a... I don't know. Whenever I think of how, like, a beer... Consistent with my rating. Yeah, whenever, whenever I think of, uh, like... Like just the word beer. This is how I imagine it tasting. <laughs> I don't right. know why. Yeah. I just like it's had a very like this is beer like <laughs> to it. And I was like cool. And so I like I enjoyed it. So yeah, def- I'm you know I'm gonna give eight point five. Like I'll definitely drink this again. Anyone out there, definitely you know check out this uh, this Morrison style ale. It's pretty good. I mean, like when when I got it, like I don't know if they still have it, but Total Wine had like a good stock of them. Hey Zoe, can you take my car and go to Total Wine? <laughs> No. <laughs> I think they're close. Yeah, you got two minutes to get there. You can make it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you think, Scott? So, yeah, I uh, I wrote down some notes. I said uh, it is a smooth and s- sweet beer with notes of oak. Um, the alcohol, uh, I guess, taste is ever-present, but is a great note. Um it is an amazing find that will impress anyone that you show it to. Um, I, I really like this beer, and I'm going to just give it a 10 out of 10. Like, All right. Wow. Like, I, I really like, man. I think, like Bobby was saying, like, if you think of beer, like, this is what yeah. I think beer is. It's like, super, that was really good. It, <laughs> like, it, it really encompasses everything. Like, it hits I mean, all the notes, man. It hits all the notes, and especially for me, like, I like more of an alcohol flavor to my beer, and yeah. with it being eleven percent, I think that's just perfect. Because that's a wild thing to think about too. I, I just take an, a second to think about that. Eleven percent beer from Shiner, basically a lager. Because the thing was, was that it had a similar profile to a lager. I mean, even though it's a nail, that's uh, probably what it is. Is that they use like the same recipe that you would normally use for like that lager style. But then they bumped it up for the alcohol that they're aiming for, and then instead of using a lager yeast, they used an ale yeast. Because I don't know any really lager yeasts that are going to be tolerant up to that like mm-hmm. high of a range, so they probably just ended up going with like a similar ale yeast. And, hmm. and, and like overall, I would just say like this is something that like if you can get it, like I would get it, definitely try it, do mm-hmm. it in group setting, like. For fifteen bucks, like, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I thought, for, it, I thought honestly, like, that bottle was going to be like, this is, like thirty five bucks or something. No, no, no. But yeah, like, it's definitely a beer to share. It, this is exactly one pint of beer. Really? No. Well, it says one pint, nine point three six fluid ounces. Okay, so not exactly a pint. Okay. Well, <laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm just reading the bottle. Okay. It's not, a, it's it's a fifth, right? It's seven hundred and fifty milliliters. Okay. Right? I don't know. <laughs> does it not have a milliliter rate? Uh, uh, I don't think it does. Okay. Well, Well, for $15. <laughs> perfect for bottles. a barbecue dinner party, man. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is something you can invite people over and, like, like it just, it has the, the flavor. It has, 
like the smoothness, the sweetness, it hits all those notes yeah. perfectly. Because you know what, like you know, there's there's a lot of people that I know that like you know sh- swear by Shiner, and like you know, it's like it's like it's like my family. Like any time that my family would have a gathering, Shiner Shiner would be there. It's like the crawfish boil my dad through Shiner. Oh yeah, you know, like you know, and I miss crawfish. Thanksgiving Shiner, Christmas Shiner. But you know, it's great. You know, it's, it's a part of our you know family thing. And we're, we're we're a Shiner family. We always had you know Shiner beer. Um, so like, you know, if you're, if you're the type of people that, you know, have Shiner a lot, that's your Texas tradition. I encourage you to get this. This is your, this is your fancy Shiner. This is the Shiner that you need to break out when it's time to carve the turkey. Oh, hell yeah. Right. And and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like rather than like spending a bunch of money on something you don't know if you're going to like or not, like, I I think this is just perfect. Yeah. I I will say this too. Like I, I do like Shiner. Uh, I like, like you know, most of their beers, but like it was kind of hard to believe that was a Shiner beer. Yeah, right. Like it was just just so different from yeah. how what they normally do. God, I want to give it a higher rating now. <laughs> 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 but like, yeah, it, it definitely stood out amongst the crowd. Like, I would definitely drink it again. I mean, it's like it sits at home with like a Bach or one of their other stuff that they throw out there for like the winter or whatever. But man, you know, the thing is, is that it has so many different, I think you really, I think you really nailed this down, Scott. It hits so many notes and it hits them so well that it's a beer that I almost think that almost anybody can enjoy. They, it might be intimidating for somebody who doesn't drink dark yeah, beers, I mean, like somebody who's a little bit true. lighter, um, you know, somebody who usually drinks like, you know, Bud Light or something like that. I could see enjoying that because the thing is, is that, it's not intimidating in regards to its flavor and its profile like a stout might be because I honestly, whenever I looked at it, it looked like it could have been like a stout. I yeah, mean, it is yeah. a dark beer, and, and then you get to drinking it, and you're like, wow, this is actually kind of friendly yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, because, like, you know, for, for, for Shiner's, like, first uh, dive into the barrel-aged uh, fad, I don't really want to call it a fad, but, you know, the, you know, the barrel-aged thing, they didn't, like, you know, choose the standard stout. They didn't like you know pick up a stout and you know put it into barrels. God, yeah. They 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 chose something different and um this this is like you know a style that like because the thing is is like a lot of people that um that aren't like as deep into the craft world as like a lot of us are they'll still indulge into Oktoberfest beers when the time comes because you know it's it's traditional it's what you do you go to an Oktoberfest you know you drink what's what, what's there and it's going to be an Oktoberfest Mars and that's just like you do with a pumpkin spice latte exactly. <laughs> so this is this is honestly like a really good kind of medium step into like you know that realm this is this takes that oktoberfest style beer and you know boosts it up to where you're not gonna chug it but you know it gives you that barrel aged character as well and it's it's a really good introduction to that i think this is one of the longest beer reviews that we've ever done (laughs) well i mean like and i think it's well deserved yeah for sure for sure yeah i mean it's handwritten on here this is 136 yeah. bottle 136 like god i want to get 137 so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know i yeah but uh, i'm saying high praises but i think it's also well deserved yeah yeah so you know keep things moving along i'll just go ahead and well, get my number what's scores. the point what, what, what oh i said get? 10 out of 10 like I, I think it's well okay i'm not gonna say perfect but i'm saying like like this is something everyone should try yeah, yeah. so i'll go ahead and give mine an eight and a half uh it's definitely very good um, surprise from this brewery, like you know, just it, it, it's a very good example of like what they're trying to do. I, I really mm-hmm. liked it. So let's go ahead and move on and uh, talk about our punkle, which was a pumpkin pie spiced dunkel, uh, dunkel bison from uh, Lakewood Brewing, um, down in Dallas. Uh, Even though it was supposed to be an Oktoberfest beer, but you know, whatever. I like the dunkel bison. 
I really do. Um, like I said, I like Shiner's iteration of it. Um, I don't like Lakewoods as much as I like Shiner's. There's something a little bit off with it. I don't know what it is. I mm-hmm. think it might just be the fact that it's a little bit sweeter than Shiner's is. And I don't necessarily like sweet things on it much. Um, That's fair. Whenever it comes to beer especially. But I will say it was good. It hit all the notes that I expected it to. I mean, and it was a pumpkin spice beer, basically. And uh, it definitely tasted like that. So um, I would give it, you know, 7 out of 10. I mean, relatively average for me. Um, Still a good beer. I mean, I'm not trying to make the rating system, you know, from, you know, 5 to 10. Um, It is better than most other Oktoberfest beers out there. Um, just definitely not my favorite. I would definitely go for, um, our big bottle over there. Uh, the barrel aged, uh, from spot soul before, um, the punkle here. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Seven out of 10. Yeah. I'll have to agree with that. I think out of my, the two beers here, that one was still my favorite. The, uh, spot soul. This one was kind of weird because I don't usually like pumpkin and I started to like it a little bit here. Um, didn't really get, I think on the bottle it says, that there are notes of cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg, and ginger. Didn't get any of the ginger or uh, the cinnamon, really. It just kind of tasted like I was drinking a beer that had pumpkin flavoring in it. But it was still good, but it wasn't the best thing I've ever had. You know, like pumpkin spice is like kind of a combination of those three things. Oh. Yeah, pumpkin spices. But you could well, definitely taste the pumpkin more than anything else, though. Like, it, it literally tasted... I, I felt like I was tasting the same flavor that I taste in pumpkin pie filling that you buy. Yeah, from can. yeah. It, okay, it, that's yeah. what it was, it was like. It was kind of sweet. I guess I just yeah. You know, you are right about that. So I can't really complain. To it. Yeah. Okay. So in that <laughs> in that case, it changes I mean, my changes my it's view. It's supposed to be the flavoring, but I honestly I just did not. I I I agree with you though, Bobby. I didn't really taste the cinnamon or the allspice as much. Yeah, really. it just tasted like. I mean, maybe that's what they were going for. They didn't want anything to be overpowering, and then that kind of changed my view a little bit on like what I want to rate it, but this is a seasonal beer for a reason. I wouldn't drink this year round for <laughs> of sure. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, geez, Scott. If you had yourself a pick your own six, well, I mean, you know, that's the, definitely one to throw in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I would this, throw this in there with pick your own six. It specifically says it pairs well with smoked Gruyere, Does turkey it? legs, and, oh boy. and food coma. So <laughs> basically like, Get this for, for Thanksgiving. Get, we get it for Thanksgiving. I mean, I don't know. How, I don't know many people that have Gruyere for Thanksgiving, but they should because Gruyere is awesome. Is it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it a seven. All right. Actually, I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Fair. Because I like it. I would drink it again. Uh huh. But I don't know. There was something about it that I felt like it was almost like it was missing something. Were you just ruined by the the, the beer that you had? I first? think that's I think that's might have what oh, happened. Yes. I think if I if I had that on its own, I'd, I'd definitely score a lot higher. Yeah. But because I had it before, it was such like a transition of flavors, you know. And it wasn't a bad beer, not by any means. I would drink it again, but I don't know. There's something about it, and I felt like it was missing something. Like there's something else that should have been there. And I'm not sure what it was. Because I don't even like I don't like pumpkin pie or anything like that. I'm not a huge pumpkin fan. But, I love pumpkin pie. But when I had that, I was like, mm, it's pretty good actually. Like, <laughs> I actually enjoyed this. But yeah. I don't know. There's, I felt like there was something. Maybe it was like there wasn't enough alcohol flavor in it. I guess. Okay. Because I kind of like to taste the alcohol a little bit. You came from like this, that, like the the boozy, yeah, percent, and this, yeah, and I, then and then your your whiskey cocktail, yeah, and then you had this thing that was just like 
Like, Light. oh, hey, I'm a measly five and a half percent alcohol. And it was, it was, it was like you know, it did, it did have a light, you know, characteristics there that let the flavors come through. Obviously, this pumpkin. And before you enlightened me, that like, hey man, the mix of all these things is pumpkin. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that makes sense. But uh, and I felt like an idiot. But <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. I guess it was that there was a little bit of absence in. The alcohol taste. And I feel like if I had it in there, I'd, I'd definitely give it an eight. But because yeah. it doesn't, and it just came from, like, you know, like you said, the two whiskey things, that's just it's kind of unfair judging. But I am going to stick with the <laughs> six and a half. All right. right. Here, I think I think I have. I think I can articulate what you're trying to say. Like, um, to me, it, it really doesn't doesn't hit that pumpkin note that you're searching for. Like, I, I for one, love pumpkin pie. Yeah. Like, that's what I look forward to in Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Same. And... I cannot taste any of those spices. Like I would say, there's a hint of pumpkin in this. I get, yeah, I would say that too. I guess maybe that is what's missing. And like, um, I would say, like I wrote in my notes, like it does not impress, and I would not show this to others, just because, like, it, <laughs> I am ashamed of this. Beer. Well, it's it's not that I'm ashamed. Why I just I, I don't feel like touch this bottle. This this really reminds me of when we had um, Martin House's Cookies and Cream. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, which is yeah. Like, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's very uh, a novelty. Yeah, it's like a novelty, neat idea, but it doesn't really deliver on what you th- what you think it is. Is so much more than what it actually is. That's Fair. That. And so I I only gave this a four out of ten. Okay. Just because like I wanted to give it like a I wanted to be honest I wanted to give it a five but but then when Brad told me about like, hey man, like, don't be dumb. <laughs> these mix, this mixture of these flavors is what makes a pumpkin. pumpkin I mean, spice. like, I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't get pumpkin at all from this. Yeah, well, I was, like, I was honestly, I think the reason it might be actually the reason why I it was a, a very higher. light pumpkin, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it was extremely I was expecting light. Honestly, more though, to like, it. like the flavor of pumpkin and pumpkin spice are two different flavors. Well, okay, fine. I didn't get pumpkin spice from this. Like to me, like on my uh, spicy. I only gave it like a two out of five. Like right, it yeah. wasn't even spicy enough. But I mean, that may just be me because because you love pumpkin. You know, I like like habanero salsa and shit like that. So it's like like I don't know, but to me, like it just didn't. It did not hit what it is setting out to hit. I would not recommend as opposed to this. I would recommend. <laughs> All right, fair. Uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and give this one a seven and a half out of ten. A hey. wow. I mean, like. It was it was it was bad. It was fair. Yeah, it was, it was like right. uh, I was like I'll drink it again. Um, like for me, uh, it had kind of a nice holiday spice flavor to it. Um, it, it wasn't like you know offensive to me. Mm-hmm. It's it, it a beer I enjoyed it. it you didn't know, insult you as you took every step. Exactly. Yeah. That's like fair. I, I would drink it. You know, it's I didn't, I didn't find anything like you know terribly wrong with it. It to me it was just, it was a good beer. Yeah. Overall, good beer. Uh, yeah. I know Scott just ran to the bathroom, but we gotta kind of wrap this up. We can wait for him. We can wait for him. In the meantime, (laughs) so I know Scott mentioned he likes spicy foods. Yeah, obviously, Zach and I like our spicy foods. Do you like your spicy foods? No, he doesn't. Not really. No. Oh man, I was gonna suggest that we do something. (laughs) Like I'm actually pretty restrained when it comes to like spiciness. Like I can take more spice than like carrot can, but. I don't like overly spicy things. Like, like I can take it to where it's like enough to like, you know, like, 
Okay, like, let, the, let, like the threshold of turning you away. Let, 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 let's put it this way: the the green salsa from Eagle Stop Tacos mm-hmm. is probably as spicy as I can get while still enjoying my food. Food. Okay. Well, it's not about enjoying; it's about surviving it. <laughs> I was For say, me, I gotta enjoy it. I, I, I was gonna. I, say, I, I, I don't. Was... I don't take joy in the oh my god it's so hot but i gotta survive through it like i i gotta i, I gotta have see, the flavor okay. i gotta have the enjoyment okay of you're food. a masochist you like giving the pain but you don't like receiving it that would be a sadist what no sadist is receiving so, no no no, no. Sa- sadist, sadism is, is about giving pain masochist is receiving, receiving pain, pain. Oh, so okay what i was gonna suggest is like i learned something new tonight <laughs> maybe we should gotta, like, did, 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 you, did you tentatively listen to me uh what'd you say <laughs> Maybe maybe we should try like a, a hot ones challenge or something. Oh, well, okay. Dude. If if we can find like one of those like habanero beers, like what we had with that donut pairing. Oh, Do you remember shit, that? Dude. I remember that. The, the founders. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Before we even get into that, that <laughs> actually we're getting into it right now. I don't know what I'm talking about. That was super interesting, and I did kind of enjoy it. It was unenjoyable for me. It was but too like, spicy. I was like, why the fuck would you do this? Right. Like, because you mean, hate yourself. Like, I, I, I had had beers before then. They were like, oh, we put chili peppers in the fermenter. I'm like, okay. Like, I, at first I was worried to try those. But, like, I kind of got the flavor, but not the spice. So, like, when I got this habanero beer, I was like, okay, it's going to be the same thing. No, no it's actually hot. It was that, actually... That, that was a spicy fucking beer. Yeah. I finished mine. Spicy boy. Yeah. But I was just like... And the donut was equally as spicy and terrible. Yeah. Hmm. It was the mango habanero... Was it a, it wasn't a ghost. What, what kind of... It was, it was just a habanero donut, I think. Like, no, the, with, with no, like the beer. The, oh, the beer, the beer? The, it was like it was like a mango habanero beer or something like that. Yeah, where'd not, you go eat ghost. this at? Okay, so we this was when we went to like the the beer monk had like a donut uh, beer pairing with Founders Brewing. I thought that we were talking about uh, what's it called the the hypnotic donuts one. My bad. I think hypnotic yeah, is yeah. who that's provided what, that, the donuts. That's what we're talking about. But this was like at the monk with Founders. Uh, it's how I got like my founder's breakfast out, uh, mm. coffee mug. Yeah. Nice. Same here. Yeah. Cause yeah. it was it, like, cause like that was the awesomest pairing because they had yeah. like this donut with like a strip of bacon on it. And right before they served you the donut, they took a creme brulee torch and caramelized the bacon. And served it to you. Oh, nice. yeah. so great. But yeah, I, I just want to put out there that like, I also rated the temptress from Lakewood brewing. And like, I gave that also like a 10 out of 10. So like, that's a good one. I'm not, Oh yeah. Uh, Biased against the temptress, or uh, I'm sorry, Lakewood. biased against uh, Lakewood. Yeah. So like, yeah, I just didn't like this beer from them. All right, so we gotta go ahead and uh, wrap this up. So yeah, uh, two um, like a very good beer, and uh, I guess if you average everybody together, it decidedly less than average beer. I guess. Yeah. yeah less I than... thought it was all right. I, I think it's all right. It's yeah, not it wasn't the best. bad. I'm just uh, saying that it wasn't the best. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. We enjoyed it. Uh, oh, look, a pen. Um, so be sure to join us next time whenever we uh, get together again to review whatever it is we're going to do. We have no idea. It'll just happen. I know what we're doing next time. Apparently, we're talking about some Japanese Next time, stuff. we should be programming something. Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, be sure to join us next time doing whatever the hell that we're doing. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know... Go look us up, beersoftheroundtable.com, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all the places you can find a podcast, you can probably find us there. Um, yeah, so be sure to uh, you know catch us next time, and be sure to crack a cold one uh, with your boys. We live each day like there's nothing to lose, but a man has needs, and that need is booze. They say all the best.